Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. Right, man. Episode 83. Yes, sir. Let's get into it, man. Mm-hmm. I actually remember the number of the fucking episode this time. Yeah. It's getting up there, man. We're getting closer to 90. We'll be at episode 100 soon, man. Man. For all you crazy. guys who have listened to every episode, man, I don't know how you did it. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you, though. You know what I'm saying? But goddamn, 83 episodes? Man. Wow, man. Never thought I'd be uh, the Denzel Washington of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers would be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I'm done with you. <laughs> shoe, shoe program, nigga. 23-hour lockdown. <laughs> oh, dang. That's funny. All right, let's get into it. Uh, recently at work, I had an experience that just made me just really not ever want to work a job ever in my life again. All right. And here's, here's what happened. Um, I basically, I don't want to get in too much detail, but basically I haul a a product, uh, that's like, uh, it's, it's fuel, but it's basically a fuel that needs to be, um, refined. So it's a mixture of different fuels that gets broken down. And that type of fuel was uh, had slowed down a little bit. So there's another product that I haul when it slows down. So I'm always working. Uh, but I, I haven't particularly hauled this type of material, but like one time, and it was like over two years ago. And I, I went ahead and I, I, I did it again. And I, I headed out to Long Beach where you offload the product. I only been to that facility like one time. And like I said, it was over two years ago and I asked questions and did everything I was supposed to do. However, I was not accustomed to the trailer that I was using. So there was, you know, I've been briefed on it. But when you're not accustomed to something, you can make a mistake. I think we're human. Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes. We all fuck up. Yeah. The important thing is owning up to when you make a mistake. Yeah. So to make a long story short, um, I made a I made a significant spill. It wasn't huge, but it wasn't small either. And uh, at the facility, they didn't have the right uh, things to clean the shit up. So it didn't look great. So before I left, I owned up to what I did. I said, hey, I made a spill here. Um, I cleaned it up. What you guys had. Would you like for me to go back around and clean it? And the guy said, hey, you said you cleaned it. If you clean it, you're good. So to make a long story short, I get a call next day and uh, 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 boss hits me and says, hey, man, uh, yeah, you uh they they saying that they want to lock you out of the facility or whatever. Just give them a call. So I'm like, what? So I call the place. I tell them I apologize. And they, they say, oh, we're aware that you told us about this or whatever. And uh, I was just like, okay. So what ended up happening is I get a call back from my boy. And he's like, yeah, man. They said they're going to lock you out for 30 days. Mm-hmm. So I was locked out of a, a facility for 30 days for making a mistake. Mm-hmm. A mistake that, did, that really didn't ruin much of anything, but it's because the, the main guy at that facility that was a manager had a power trip. Mm-hmm. So this motherfucker, on the first time you make a mistake, you would assume that when you make a mistake, somebody might lock you out for a week. Or maybe they'll tell you, hey, you made a mistake, but the next time we're going to lock you out. Nope, this motherfucker locked me out for 30 days. When people do things like this, they're intentionally trying to break you. Yes. Because if I, let's say, for example, I'm an owner op and this is what I rely on to make money. He was hoping that that was the case so I could be broke. This is what people do, man. This mm-hmm. is why 
as 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 working class people, we have to find a way to get out of this rat race, regardless of regardless of where you work and what you do. You got to find a way to get the fuck out of it. Yeah. I, at 34 years old, I've worked enough to never want to work another day in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot wait for the day that I am so financially free that I could just say, fuck everybody. I'm going to do what I want because th- this this the way society is set up, it's not going to get better, folks. It's not. You know, I typically don't have many problems at my job. You know, I'm an independent contractor, you know, but since I, in, I'm not an owner out, but I'm an independent contractor. So regardless of the fact, I still run into problems. What the hell? You hear that? God I'm damn. Loud. God Why damn. do these motherfuckers always pop up when we got a podcast? <laughs> I really, I really hope nobody is harmed, you know? Yeah. But yeah. But to make a long story short, man, um, People are going to continue to have. They're the same motherfucker at every job. There's a guy that has a power trip. There's a guy that's a snitch. There's a guy that's a brown noser. There's a person that's that's overachieving. These same people exist at every fucking job. So do what you can. Do your part at your job. But just understand, you need to find a way to get the fuck out because it ain't going to get better. Yeah. And I'm tired of dealing with motherfuckers like this. Mm-hmm. I never met the guy, but I wanted to fuck him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. We, you know, we always, um, you know, in here, we we're always trying to push towards. First of all, <clears throat> excuse me. First of all, people doing what they actually love, right? And then also um, doing that independently without, you know, bosses or manager or right. whomever that can con- that can con- control your destiny, right? Because. Anytime another human being is in control of your destiny, you're going to run into things like this. Yep. You know, if you have to even, you know, even in your case where you're actually there can be a person that technically owns their own business. Right. You know, and they can still run into these problems because their destiny lies in, inside of another person's hands that are what 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 is the facility called where you have to check? It's in? called Vopac. Vopac, yeah. So if you know you're taking your truck into, you know, you own everything. You got your own LLC. You got your own trucks. You pay insurance. You got employees, and then you have to run into Vopac, and someone else is still kind of controlling your fate a little bit. You're still right. not in control. So, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna uh, sometimes run into people like this. People that are, I don't know what his job title is, but he's a person that probably doesn't get much excitement and then right. when he sees an opportunity to ruin somebody's day right he just ruins their day on some nonsense so it's uh it's just crazy man i think that you know that's that's just another sign and another reason why you know you we just got to continually keep putting out um projects independent of our working place you know right. what i mean like i push that all the time like i was talking to my boy alex the other day and um, he, um, I think he's finally starting to get that idea. Like, we're not meant to be creative people, people that have something to say, intellectuals. We're not meant to be just working a nine to five and answering to someone. You know, we're meant to be doing our own thing, owning our own businesses, you know, owning our own platforms, providing for ourselves because you're always going to run into things like this. Right. And, and part of it is because that's the world or, you know, God or whomever telling you that you're not supposed to be there. And, you know, you got to take those as, um, 
you know, signs to, you know, like I said, keep doing your independent thing, whether it's, you know, art, music, whatever, you know, podcasts, you know, YouTube skits, what selling little jewelry here and there, whatever, posting up at the farmer's market. Right. Push harder at those things. So you never have to answer to nobody again because that's out, man. Just human beings being in control of what you can and can't do, that's out. Right. Another thing, folks, whatever you do, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. It's not. Yeah. It is not going to get better. Uh, You you have to figure out some way to uh, free yourself or whatever the fuck you're doing. With me, I look at it like this, right? And this could come off sounding cocky, I guess, but I know I'm going to be great. I know this. So being as I know this, when these situations happen, I say, you know, this is just a part of my journey. This is just another story that I'm going to tell. When I reach the apex of where I want to be, I could say, you know what? I was here. You know, I was going through these situations, but I'm here now and I don't feel bad about being rich. I don't feel bad about being successful because I went through this fucking shit. I went through people having attitude problems. I went with people, went through situations where people felt like they control what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But when I control the cards, all of them, I'm not, I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I go through situations now, I have a different perspective. I used to have an end of the world mentality like, oh, fuck. Oh, I got to do this. It'll be the end of the world. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Look, man, at the end of the day, it's like this, man. Like, I'm not going to kiss anyone's ass. I don't, I, I've never been a fan of doing it, and I certainly won't do it now. Yeah, Eddie don't eat the booty, y'all. Leave him alone. I don't eat ass. Yeah. But Jennifer Lopez, I will make a... If it's Jennifer Lopez, I'm eating ass. Hey, I ain't going to fret. I ain't going to fret. Man. It's not my cup of tea, but sometimes you do see somebody and you be like, dang. Man. I might be willing to eat her booty. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> Jennifer Lopez was one. I think there's like a couple. I don't know, man. It's just a few. <laughs> you just can't be eating anybody booty up. I got a short list of booty, <laughs> a potential booty eating. <laughs> you know what would be weird, though? Yeah. Like, okay, let's flash forward five years from now. You know, me and Keith are, you know, in our in our projected careers doing what we mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And then you go, she let's say Jennifer Lopez listens to an episode five years ago, and she's like, here's me talking about eating her ass. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> But you, by by then, uh, Jennifer Lopez she'll be a little too old by then. Yeah, no, I so mean the, the way she's aging now, she, she's aging good. She but, slowed down. Yeah, but that offer might be off the table by then. Yeah, that's true. She yeah, her booty got that? wrinkles. I ain't yeah. eating. Yeah, I need some of that young booty. <laughs> <laughs> need some of that tender booty. <laughs> you don't want no loose booty. <laughs> I need some of that young, uh, some of that Starbucks. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, funny, man. not that young, not the young booty, though. not too young. I say about about 30, 30 years old. 30. That's when you qualify for the booty eating right there. And you like the prime of your your cleanliness. Right. Sometimes, you know, teenage people in general, you know, they just they be living life and you be at school all day and stuff like that. No, yeah. Nobody's talking about teenagers, Key. Not. Oh, uh, you right. I'm tripping. You're like, what the fuck this is nigga eating teenage booty? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, no college, R- maybe college. Yeah, no R. Kelly shit going on here. <laughs> R- that'd be, it would be crazy. They do. They have an interview with R. Kelly. Like, do you eat teenage booty? And then R. Kelly be like, how young? Oh, we talking? How, how young we talking? <laughs> 
nigga. I don't see nothing wrong. That is funny. Eating on some teenage butt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nigga, funny. what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I I totally fucked up what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, it's not going to get better. Wherever you work, whatever you do, even if you're an owner op, I think at some point you'll start to feel like a prisoner because you're running so many loads to keep up this lifestyle. You got to realize that you're owner op. You're you are literally liable for everything: fuel, insurance, motherfucking everything. The trailer uh, is so much and you're doing it for yourself and you're making a whole lot more money but with that whole lot more money comes a whole lot more responsibility because you don't work for some conglomerate you work for yourself Mm -hmm. so unless you love it don't do it yeah 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 that's the reason why i'm hesitant because i could go i know that i'll be able to get my own truck but same time it's like dude like it's only so much i'm willing to sacrifice if i did that it would more or less be to leverage to leverage things for the podcast because this is what i want to get paid to do i don't want to get paid to drive all goddamn day mm-hmm. that ain't what i want to do man yeah that's yeah. real and that that is kind of hard as you know um that's why i would never tell someone to start a business that they don't love right you know, a lot of my friends and stuff they'd be shooting out ideas and um you know, maybe not necessarily asking me for help, but asking if it's a good idea and stuff like that. And, right. You know, I'd be like, yo, it's a lot of money in that. But honestly, like, uh, for instance, I'll be talking to a couple of my friends about like doing the wedding thing. Yeah. And um, I just don't like, of course, I love film, but doing weddings and taking pictures and stuff, that's a whole different realm. It's kind of right. within the same. It's, it's kind of within the same kind of realm, but at the at the same time, it's it's different. There's emotions involved. It's almost like a live sporting event where, yeah. you know, if you miss a kiss, you know, it's, it's gone forever. You know, oh. you can play it back. You can act like, you know, tell them to redo it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, oh. it's just like if you're watching um, the playoffs and uh, Kyrie Irving hit that game winning three and then somebody oh. had the camera on uh, Jennifer Lopez booty when she was walking by instead oh. of on Kyrie Irving. Right before I ate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nigga Eddie eating booty on TNT. <laughs> Man, you can't. That kiss is like like the focal point or what? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. It's just the thing that everyone looks for. You know, it's like you. Are Every now, kiss begins with K. Yeah, it's like you are now Mister and Mrs. <laughs> McGee or whatever, and then you guys, uh, you know, do the kiss. So you just gotta uh-huh. those moments. You know, putting the ring on the finger. Those moments, you gotta make sure you get those things. So. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think you got you got everybody's everybody's mad at you, bitching and moaning. Oh, you didn't get this. You didn't. Yeah, you didn't for the miss. for the most part, like people are pretty chill. You know, you don't because they're um um you're you're usually more critical of your work than than the other people will be. Yeah, but at the same true. time, it's just like you know, it's just a lot to deal with, and you know. I'm more of the person that loves like the storytelling aspect. I love working with actors. I love, right. you know, just the set environment, you know. Everything that's dealing with the camera is not the same. So Yeah. I think we kinda I'm not I'm not saying me and Keith beat down what you know, the topic too much. Mm-hmm. But I think that being as we, you know, we're considered millennials, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um you we live in a time now. Actually I seen an article. I screenshotted it. Let me see what it says. And it I was just like, fuck. And it says, uh, to retire at 65, millennials will need to save nearly half of their paycheck. God dang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's so many things going on right now that we're, that people aren't privy to. But 
um yeah man find what you do and f- try to monetize it yeah you know i save i save some i save money mm-hmm. um but at the same time i'm not saving my whole fucking half of my check i'm saving as much as i can yeah but you know you know i have some expenses i don't pay for a bunch of shit but at the same time it's like damn Mm-hmm. Like you could make good money and still it's not your job could be paying you good, but it ain't making you rich. Yeah. I, I guarantee you that most people the average person ain't making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Not at all. No. People are making they're barely breaking twenty. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. How I, f- I remember one time I looked at my mom's check stub mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, how am I alive? <laughs> like, you ain't making ah! no money, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same thing with my pops when I seen it. I was just like Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, man. You know, and you know, some people I remember the the number of people went for. They they were like, Man, he's like, I just want to get a good job. I want to make it yeah. make fifty thousand a year, you yeah. know. And then like once you make over fifty thousand, you're like, This ain't fifty thousand ain't shit. Yeah. And it's not to sound be fucked up, because you could make a you could make an okay <clears throat> living out in this city, mm-hmm. you know, with fifty thousand, but fifty thousand dollars ain't shit. It's no. some people that say, "Oh, I'm gonna get. I'm, I found a job making twenty dollars an hour. Twenty dollars an hour ain't shit." Yeah, it's really not, man. It, yeah, I know people that get excited about like thirteen. Man, like, dang, that ain't even a lot. That has not thirteen yeah. an hour. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing, mm-hmm. and and it's not because my thing is, I, before trucking, I wasn't really making shit. So I'm not here to mm-hmm. you know to say, oh, you know, you know, you making that. That's all you make. I'm saying that based on the fact that. I in a position I'm in that I'm not rich. This shit mm-hmm. ain't making me rich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I make m- much more money than I did before, but it's like it's not doing anything. Like mm-hmm. I'm not out here making making million dollar moves. I'm not out here buying Lamborghinis. <laughs> I, I don't have a full production I'm uh, not team. Here driving on I eight like Todd. Yeah, anything. I'm not driving I eight like Todd Jones from <laughs> episode fifty four. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, man. Uh, find do something for yourself. You, and if you get in a position where your boss is being a piece of shit, or or you know you, you, whatever, whoever it is, the ma- the manager at a job, or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it is, you come across any situation at work where somebody is being, uh, I don't know, being just being unrealistic or an asshole or whatever yeah. they're being, don't take it as you know a time for you to rebel and be mad and state your case. Take it as a time for you to just digest that situation and realize that this this job shit ain't for me. Mm-hmm. This job shit ain't for me. I'm not doing what I love. So let me just take this this experience in so it can motivate me to do something for myself. Mm-hmm. If you don't take these situations at your job that happen to you and, and, and internalize them and turn them into something great, mm-hmm. then you're going to keep getting... You're gonna keep getting the shit knocked out of you. Yeah, you're gonna drink your morning coffee, hoping your day is good, but you don't know what you. You can't control the pace of your day. Mm-hmm. You know, be blessed that you have a job. Having a job is great, but at the same time, you, do you want to do this for, till you turn sixty five? Man, really? I don't want to. I want to, dude. I'm telling you, I've worked enough at thirty four for me to never want to work again. I don't need to do this shit for another thirty, uh, twenty something, thirty years. I don't have to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fuck that. Yeah, man. You said find what you love, make some money doing it, and you know, give your boss the middle finger on the, on your way out. But you don't have to do that if they were a good boss. You know, yeah, <laughs> you ain't gotta give them the middle finger. You know, I just want to make money and eat Jennifer Lopez's booty. Man. Is that too much to ask? You know, 
you know, it's crazy. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely blessed to be in a position that I am. Right. Um, and I, I hope everyone figures out their path. You know, that's what I, at least, you know, the people that I'm surrounded by, because uh, I used to work, the last job that I did have, uh, I met with a guy like last Thursday, I believe, and uh, he works there at, at my last job, and he was, he just looked so stressed out when I seen him, oh, like man. miserable, there was kids fighting at the school and stuff like that, and he just came in, and um, you you can feel sorry for a person, but at the same time, they have to figure out their own path, right? They got to figure out a way to get out of these situations because you can only say so much, you know what I right. mean? You're not going to get that much sympathy from me because, you know, first of all, I've been through it and, yeah. and I found a way out. So, like, you just got to, I don't know how to tell you, my brother. You it's just got to be in you, man. You just got to do it, yeah. It's got to <clears> be in you. <throat> I think I think for anyone that listens to the podcast that has been working at the same job for four years, five years, however long you've been working there, and you don't see a future for yourself. You're not going to retire there. They're not going to give you a fucking gold watch. And, you know, if you know that's not your future at that job, you need to go back to the drawing board, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care if you're like, you know, Eddie, shut the fuck up. You know, you don't, <laughs> you don't know my life. <laughs> I don't know your life. But what I do know is I've been exactly like you. OK, yeah. mm-hmm. I have been you. I've been at jobs before the last I've job been in you. I, I've probably been inside of you. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Probably some of you have been inside, <laughs> but anyways, uh, <laughs> oh, oh man. man, but yeah. Uh, and before I was trucking, I worked at a job for six years, and there was a time where I was making a little bit of money there, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then yeah. they took away the overtime, and yeah, I, I remember you, be, you, you used to say, like, man, I'm comfortable with my job, like. Yeah, I don't need to be rich. I don't need to be, you know, doing doing yeah. anything like that. I'm yeah. cool right now. But I was also only like 25, 26 years old when I was saying things like that. Yeah. So I think when you the closer you get to 30, you come to the crossroads, man. Mm-hmm. You're like, look, what am I doing here? I'm not yeah. making any money. I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to retire here. There's no uh, there's no vertical growth. movement. Yeah, there's no vertical movement. Mm-hmm. I've been in the same position for years. It's not doing me any good. I'm not making any more money. Mm-hmm. I'm not challenging myself. I'm just here. I'm just existing. Yeah. You should never just exist. You should Going be th- through the motions. Yeah. You shouldn't just exist in this world. You should be thriving. You mm-hmm. should be doing something that's pushing <clears throat> you forward. And yeah. And I was at a place that I wasn't doing. That. I was there for six years. And then it's like the closer I got to 30 years old, I was just like, yo, I'm playing myself. Mm-hmm. I'm playing myself. And and it's weird. And then by the time I turned 30, I was out of that place. I was in trucking school. And it was, I embarked on a journey I had never been on in my life. I had never driven a class A vehicle. You know, I'm driving this big old truck. Mm-hmm. It's kind of intimidating, but I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I'm, I, and I knew I was like, you know what? I didn't know if I was going to retire a trucker, but I knew that, that doing this was going to be the gateway for something else. Yeah. You know, and, and it turned into a podcast. If I had never decided to go into the trucking industry, I would have never been a co-host on a podcast. You know, it's crazy. I was thinking about that the other day, and yeah. I was like, "It's it's wild how things align in your life." Right? Like, like if if I wasn't, um, if I never went to New Mexico State, this podcast wouldn't exist either. Right? Because all those times we just be chopping it up on the phone. I yeah. got a fourteen hour drive. <laughs> you on the road for fourteen hours, and we just chopping it up, talking about hoes, and <laughs> eating booty. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. I, I feel yeah. like this podcast is getting me one step closer to eating Jennifer Lopez. Food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man, yeah. But yeah, I I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, man, every like so much had to go right for me to be sitting here right now. True, like, I had to go to New Mexico State. You know, I had to. I didn't even the first. Um, the first time I went out there, I actually went on a plane because um, my car wasn't, you know, fit to drive, mm-hmm. you know, across three states. And then my brother gave me um, his old car and he got a new one. So that like aided this idea of the podcast and, you know, just me you know, chopping it up on the phone with Eddie. And then that turned to like, you know, more and more longer conversations. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, just going back and forth. And then eventually I had to graduate, you know what I mean, in order to come back to and i had to make the decision to come back to bakersfield yeah and, you know all this shit had to happen it's crazy yeah that's that's why that's why i think it's incredibly important that you know you don't don't question too many things that happen yeah. like if and, and i think that i had never had any passion for anything like ever mm-hmm. i mean i played football i was you know i felt like i could have i could have worked harder playing football i could have went different places but mm-hmm. I was not truly passionate enough about playing football, you know. Yeah. It, it, there, I had never, I have never been that passionate about anything until this podcast, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think that, That's cool. you know, yeah, it's cool, but it's crazy how you don't find that until you're 33 years old. Yeah, some of you guys won't find out what you're passionate about because some of the people around you are enabling you to to stay to not be your higher self. Real. Yeah, some of you guys are around friends that hey, let's go get fucked up, let's drink. Yeah. But you're thinking like, you know what? I got these sweaters that I want to create. Yeah. I want to cr- use crochet and I want to create these de- these designs. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "What do you think? You're like a a stylist or something? Let's go get some drinks." Damn. Sometimes the people that are in your life are blocking your vision, man. Mm-hmm. You got to get rid of these motherfuckers. Yeah, I was just talking to somebody. I was just saying how blessed I was to have always had that clarity of what I wanted to do. Right, you did. Like, um, I knew what I wanted to major in college in when I was in, like, the fourth grade. Oh, wow, And it it never really wavered. Um, I actually changed my major, but that was only because when I got accepted to the school, I got confused, and Uh. I didn't realize that the school I was going to didn't have my major. But other than that, like, I always wanted to be an architect. And I still can get my master's degree. Yeah. You know, so I still... Most likely we'll do that um, probably yeah. in my mid-30s or something. But it's just crazy. Like, I be talking to people all the time, and it's like, yo, I barely I barely realized, like, a year ago that, you know, I should, you know, be a trucker or, you know, I want right. to do this fitness thing or whatever. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. But I'm glad people are finding out what they want to actually do in life. But, you know, it, it, the earlier you figure that stuff out, the the better. Wouldn't that be awesome? You know, years down the line, Keith does get his degree in architecture and uh, creates the floor plan to his own studio. That'd be dope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be so dope. He creates the floor plan to it. He gets mm-hmm. it all set up. Yeah. That'd be so cool, man. That's cool. I just, I, I, I honestly like being in school. Like it was just um, like those, like a incubator for, you know, just people that are, creating doing right. doing different things like that's um 
I just like I just love those settings. There's a com- bunch of creative people. It wasn't around. so much the school. I think it was the community. The community, yeah. It was mm-hmm. the community around it. It's mm-hmm. like imagine if it, I didn't, you know, wasn't a trucker, mm-hmm. but you replaced the trucking industry with a bunch of people who create podcasts and people mm-hmm. who create content. Mm-hmm. Then I would constantly be, um, I'll constantly be in, in having this pleasurable like experience yeah. all the time, like yeah. just having a bunch of people around that do these things, mm-hmm. and that's dope, man. Yeah, and then the hose was cool too. The what? The hose. I don't. I don't know if this podcast hose, but if there are, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking I'm, about when I'm. I'm talking about school. The what? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of young frisky ladies in college. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of off, way off topic. But I wanted to talk about this a week ago, but I forgot. It was mm-hmm. we we went to that huge uh, boxing event. Yeah, and uh, I seen some old flame that I used to talk to in college, mm-hmm. and she came in and and like she was there with her husband, and yeah. I, I I had it in my mind like I'm not gonna speak to her just because you know I don't know this guy is secure. She's gonna yeah. have to say she hi to me. To say, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say anything. So. Yeah. We waited in line to get these bullshit ass tacos that were all fucked up. But God, was she was in the back. She kind of walked near me, and I was about to say hi. But when I was about to say something, she kind of like turned her head, and I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, I see what's going on." Mm-hmm. But I didn't do anything. Yeah. And mind you, me and Keith were sitting towards the back watching the fight. She was there with her husband, but she just turned it around. She kept looking. Yeah, she that makes kept... it weird, man. Yeah, I think she... if you if you're in a relationship and you're secure. You can talk to whomever. Right. You know, if there's, you know, especially people from, that's a long time ago. Right. You were in school a long time ago. Yeah, that was in college. Not to call you old, but you're an old nigga. Yeah, I am. Um, That was, (laughs) (laughs) that was back in 2005. Mm -hmm. So back in 05, I was talking to this chick, you know, and. I mean, fuck! It's yeah. so long ago. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't like, "Hey, girl, how you doing?" I literally, yeah, it ain't like you trying to holler or like no. kindle the flame. It's I respect like, her relationship, mm-hmm. but she was the one looking. I think she wanted some chocolate in her life. <laughs> her husband looked like a her husband looked like a Mexican version of me, except less less attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I have the, I have this theory that um, if you mess with a girl, whether it's like um, it's some sort of you know like a friend with benefits, right? Or, you know, y'all used to really chop it up. Yeah. Um, nine times out of ten, her her new boyfriend is going to l- f- have some similar features to you somehow. Possibly. Yeah. She's looking for as close to your doppelganger as she can find. Yeah, exactly. But you'll never be me. Yeah, like a t- <laughs> the I, 1.0 version of you. I'm sure you're less funnier than me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like you're less funnier. You can't less, communicate like I do. You can't communicate like me. So here's yeah. the thing. This is this is the whole thing. Yeah, I think that what what's a lot of women don't realize they'll be like, ah, uh, don't need him, upgrade him, replace him, goodbye. Yeah. yeah, that's because you're dating a low level man. Yeah, if you're dating a man that has value to himself, he's not going to be afraid if you upgrade. Bye yeah. bye. Because I'll tell you this much: regardless of how pretty a woman is or how smart she is or whatever. Yeah, like if you move on from me, I respect that. But there will only be one me. Facts. You you can never get that back. Facts. So once you move on from me, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be trying to use the same humor that we used and everything mm-hmm. to the next guy, and he's not gonna be that funny, and yeah. his dick's gonna be smaller. And, ah. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All this shit's gonna yeah. happen. So you can never just yeah, you know, it's not it's not like I don't look for the same features or attributes in women when I move on. Yeah, that's that's but yeah, I, it's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. 
yeah. I don't. You yeah. know, maybe there's a guy that does. I'm pretty sure there is, but I know this. I know for a fact women be doing that shit. Yeah, I, be, I used to hit like some girls in school in college, and, and then they, um, then they turned into nerds. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't supposed to be that funny. Is <laughs> <laughs> watching Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Keith used to fuck me while he watched Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> oh man, go ahead, dude. Sorry, go ahead. Nah, I was just saying, like, but I, I had no interest in being her actual boyfriend. Right, right. Um. But when they did some, and sometimes they just pop up with boyfriends, right? Yeah. And uh, you look at their Instagram or social media or whatever, and then you realize like this nigga look kind of like me, <laughs> <laughs> right? I've yeah. seen that happen before. But also, like I was getting uh, girls kind of based on what I look like my presentation too, right? Um, especially in college because I had like really long hair, so they yeah. were you know I would favor like a childish Gambino type girl. I mean, type dude. So. Girls would be like, oh, my gosh, I love the new album. I love, you know, Love Awaken. Uh, you know, Kawhi is my favorite album, and I just love this song. And so the girls that gravitate to you more or less were, like, probably fans of him. Yeah. I was right. getting a lot of pussy because they like Charles Gambino. Oh, wow. Yeah. So shout Like, out I went to, to his concert. Yeah. I went to his concert, and I couldn't fuck him. So I, <laughs> I was wondering if he wanted to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh, that's crazy. That's a trip. I remember when you you went on that wild stuff with the beard and the hair. Yeah, sometimes it's just cool to do that. Sometimes, yeah. You just, I mean, um, not to be like disrespectful to you, but like when you got it, you gotta just experiment with it. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. I was telling. One day I was getting a haircut. I was like, man, be, you know, who knows what my hair will look like in you know twenty ten years or something like yeah. that. So while it's here, you know, I might as well, you know. Experiment. It ain't disrespectful to me, man. I'm not one of those niggas that's hard up for hair. Like, I've been cutting my hair off for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been cutting it off for I don't know how many. Even back when I had hair, I was cutting my hair off. Yeah. Yeah. I was cutting it off in uh, the last, my senior year is when I started cutting it bald, just cutting it off. Yeah. Because I got, crazy. yeah. And I mean, I could grow my hair out, but it's like, man, fuck these barbers charging all this. Well, sorry, yeah. barbers out there to do it for, for a living. I, no, <laughs> no disrespect at all. Yeah. But I'm not spending $20 on a haircut. I'm just not doing it. That's expensive. I do my own beard. I do my own hair, which mm-hmm. I don't really have much of, but I just cut the shit off. Yeah. And it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's a, it's, it's, it's dope that you were able to, you know, just be comfortable with yourself because right. there's a lot of people be wearing hats all the time and trying to hide. I know, I know one, one cat, he just, he, you will never see him without his do-rag on. Right. Come on, man. It's like, yo, man, you gotta, at a certain point, you just gotta be comfortable with yourself. Yeah, you need to. And folks, this is way left from what we were talking about initially, but let's be clear here. Um, me, I can never get my hair back. Okay. My shit's done. Yeah. It has left the building, all right? Mm-hmm. But if you're a person that's a little overweight or you're not comfortable with, you know, the, your teeth or whatever the fuck it is, these are things that could be changed. Yeah. So don't be depressed over them because you can change these fucking things. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you're me and you got no hair, you can't mm-hmm. change that. You have to learn to accept that. Mm-hmm. Certain things you got to accept, certain things you can change. So mm-hmm. if there's something that you're insecure about that you can change, just work on yourself. Fact. Doesn't mean that you're in... It doesn't mean that... 
Like there, I've seen some people that were overweight and lost weight, and they were being shamed because they lost weight. Are you serious? Yeah, like, oh, you think you're better than everybody because you lost weight? And it's like, excuse? Like, yeah, they are. They yeah, you kind of are. Around. You fat. Yeah, you, you know, you're still eating donuts. Yeah, you, you got know. love handles. They got, you know, yeah, a good handle on life. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I ran into, I ran into a, a, a girl I used to work with, and she had lost a significant amount of weight. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I told her was like, you look great. Mm-hmm. You look great. She was like, oh, my God, thank you. And then she That's just dope. told me about her losing the weight and about about some of her friends were enablers and yeah. you know that how they were eating horrible and she's like fuck that man I got things to do I got, that yeah. shit's unhealthy yeah. and I was like man I'm proud of you you know and it may not mean much coming from me but I am mm-hmm. you know it's um, good to you know good to um, we talked about it before but right it's good to you know project those or express those things to people right because sometimes they may never hear she may have lost all that weight and nobody was like hey man you look good oh yeah, yeah. see this is the the friends you need to watch out for too mm-hmm. the friends that compliment you when you at your worst oh you're so beautiful you'll be fucking 300 pounds oh you're so beautiful you're fine just the way you are yeah. i love you you're so great and then you lose weight and you start to advance yourself you get a better job you start looking better and they don't say shit yeah those are people you do not need to be around because yeah. those are the same motherfuckers that will enable you to be a lesser version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Stay away from those people. You should be around people that compliment your higher self. Yeah. Even it's let's say you got a friend when you fat, right? You're out of shape, you're broke, everything's fucked up, but they're your best friend and they encourage you to be better. Those are the friends you need to have. Yeah. Cause I had a homegirl, not had, still have, really good friend of mine. Shout out to Millicent. That's like my sister, man. She's mm-hmm. Asian, but she's like my sister. Yeah, from Philip from the Philippines. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she would tell me like, "Hey, man, like when I before I start trucking, like you're better than that job, man. You gotta let's let's try to find you something. Let's try to." And I would think like, "Man, what the fuck is she judging me for? <laughs> she wasn't judging me at all. She was taking the necessary <laughs> steps to make herself a better person. Yeah, and she wanted to see her friends." That she cared about grow. Yeah, that's why she was doing that. Mm-hmm. And then she would every when she would hit me up every now and then she'd be like, "Hey man, so are you looking for something else, or you trying to go back to school, or whatever it was?" She kept on doing that, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Fuck, man, what? Well, get off my fucking back!" I thought yeah. we were friends. Mm-hmm. She was always my friend, and she was always um trying to further our friendship. But she wanted to see me in, enhance my life. I think a, a great friendship is looking around the room at your friends and seeing each and every one of them in a better spot than what they were in. Yeah. That is real friendship. Yeah. I don't want to be the CEO of a company and my friend is fucking begging for change outside of 7 Eleven. Mm-hmm. That is not the type of friendship that I want. Yeah. I want to be at the top and I want my friends to be at the top of whatever they're doing. Yeah. And they don't got to be the, the CEO. They could be the manager of a Walmart. Mm-hmm. They could be motherfucking uh, 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 a boss at a, at a construction company. It doesn't matter. I just want them to see them. I want to see them doing the best they can in their field. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. And if I have the power or the finances to help, uh, you know, to fund what they're doing and to help them grow, then, man, I love to do it. Mm-hmm. But, man, you, you can't you can't have friends that will big you up and be super nice and tell you you're beautiful and that you're cool and you're all this when you're fucked up and then when you do better they don't say shit yeah that's not a real friend yeah that's real i was just looking at 
some old pictures on Facebook the other day. Mm-hmm. And it was when you had lost all that weight. Oh, yeah. I was like, damn, this nigga was skinny. Yeah, I got down there. I lost yeah. a lot. Lost yeah. a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. It, now, me, I'm not super physically fit. I'm like bigger and I still lift weights. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to go on my second go around today because I, I was very busy at work during the week. Yeah. And only had worked out a few times during the week. So now I worked out early, earlier today and I'm going to do a second go around after the podcast. Yeah. Because that's what you do when you want to be greater in general as a human being. You got to hold yourself accountable. Yeah, that's real. You're holding yourself accountable, putting in the work. You know, and Keith's going with me. Keith's not a huge workout guy. I don't guy. want the, a trucker's mind to start getting fit on y'all, man. You said what? So they don't want a trucker's mind to start getting fit on. You don't them. want that, man. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> it's gonna be nothing but uh, 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 shirtless pics now. You feel me? It's gonna be pussy juice everywhere. Yeah, it's gonna be like. <laughs> it's gonna be sound like macaroni and cheese on this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's, I was in the gym the other day, and uh, I was doing a little, you know, a little light workout. Right. And um, this old lady was in there. And I was just walking by, and luckily I had like my ear, my headphones, like the ear lifted up a little yeah, bit, yeah, so yeah. I can like kind of hear my surroundings. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "You show sure is looking good, young man." Oh my god! I was like, "Hold on, old lady, you might get it if you keep Ugh. talking crazy." Old lady, you might get your. She wasn't old. She was just. She was probably um, forties, late forties, or yeah, she was like late forties. She trying to get the dust knocked off. <laughs> <laughs> you be hitting it from the back You see all kinds of dust everywhere <laughs> Like dang But it, it was just interesting to me Because you know a lot of Especially now in 2019 A lot of guys are getting in trouble for You know I wouldn't consider that cat calling But you know mm-hmm. if a guy did that to a, a girl yeah. You know it might be a different story True uh, yeah something comparable to that They'd be mm-hmm. in trouble mm-hmm. I wonder if you hitting an older woman from the back If it sound like a creaky door when you open it <laughs> You hitting it from the back you be like <laughs> oh man uh, that's yeah i don't know i ain't never hit nothing that old yeah man i it, yeah. I think that there's like there's i think that <clears throat> there's levels to like sexy i guess like yeah. we, women like young women don't really do anything for me women that are like 23 24 it's not like they're not sexually attractive yeah, but we live in such different worlds that I can't even like I can't even like remotely relate. Yeah, they try to say that women are more mature than men. That's fucking bullshit. If they were, then you know, like why can't we physically? Yeah, I guess, I guess physically. Yeah, not mentally. Yeah, not mentally because they just be twerking and all kind of shit. And then if they're not doing that, they just yeah, they're just so young. I've seen two examples in the past um, week of the most childish uh women that i know personally Uh-oh. and i'm just like just like i know one of my buddies is in a relationship and um so initially what happened was i was and the in these they're they're i don't know if they're engaged or whatever but they they're in a committed relationship they got a daughter together mm-hmm. the daughter is i believe like two maybe two years old mm-hmm. and um so I'm, I'm sitting inside of panda express Minding my business, eating my broccoli beef and and, uh, and orange chicken. Shout out to the Asians. <laughs> One time for the Asians. <laughs> Nigga, ain't no gong in here. <laughs> oh, it's comedy. So I'm chilling inside of Panda Express. And then my, my boy's girl walk in. 
And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And I, I know who she is. She knows who I am. But for whatever reason, we don't talk at all. Like, I be trying to, like, I'm not going to just, if, like, if I see you and I know you, I'll acknowledge you. Like, I'll give you a head nod. But if it don't look like you're, like, actively yeah. making it. And it's a, like, what am yeah, I doing? Yeah. yeah. So I just, you know, I'm, I'm just chilling there and minding my business. Um, so she go in. I see her. And I just got my head down. And um, I think I was, I might have been, like, texting one of my boys at the time or something like that. Yeah. While I was eating. Put my head down, and then I look up, and maybe two. I'm gonna look up like two, three minutes later, and she's sitting down. And then you know I go back to doing what I'm doing. I look up again, and it's some dude sitting across from her. And I'm hmm. like, oh snap, what's going on here? And I'm texting my boy. I'm like, yo, what should I do? Like, you know, um, I'm texting my other friend. And I'm like, it was DJ. Um, you guys know DJ, the finesse DJ. Shout yeah. out to DJ. Shout so I was texting DJ. DJ. I was like, yo, what what should I do? Like, should I should I let him know? Like, you know, I don't like what would you do in this situation? Or if this was you? And he was like, Yeah, we you know, he's like, low key, we got a guy code where you're supposed to like keep that on a hush, but at the yeah. same time, like, my girl should not be chilling with no dude in any situation. So I was like, Yeah, I gotta tell him then. <clears throat> and then I hit him up. I was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And then he he uh he messaged me back maybe like 2 hours later when I was actually at home. And I was like, um, "Yo, like how you doing, man?" He was like, "Yeah, I'm good, man." And I was like, "Hey, I seen your girl." And you know, sometimes like you know, just casual boy-to-boy yeah. boy conversation, yeah. your girl could be like a girl you like, it right, could right, be a girl right, you, right, right. you know, you be hitting on the side, it could right. be it could be anybody. So like he thought I was saying it in a joking manner, like, you know, maybe his ex or something like that. But I'm like, no, like, your girl, girl, like, yo, the one you live with, girl. And he was like, what? And then um, I was like, yeah, she was sitting with some dude. And I don't, I don't know the context of the situation, yeah. but I was just like, I had to let you know because it just looked kind of weird. And they weren't doing nothing romantic. Mm-hmm. They weren't holding hands or something. But yeah. just the fact that it was not his girl, I mean, it was not him sitting across from her was yeah, weird to it's me. a little bit off. Yeah, so um, I told him about it, and then, uh, you know, he addressed his girl, and, you know, basically she had lied to him about where she was going. Yeah, so she said she was going to, I think she said she was going to the store to visit her family or something. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, and, you know, uh, I don't know what happened after that, but then... um, you know, some more stuff went down and, you know, recently and just just more immaturity has been ensuing. And all of it stemmed from the girl just, you know, if you if you if you got a kid with a guy and, you know, it doesn't matter about your your relationship with the person. Right. right? You know what I mean? Those sour, those dissolve, you know, we're, we're humans. We, you know, fall out of love and whatnot. Right, 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 right. right. If you have a child you know, that's where the immaturity comes in at. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not immature to cheat, I guess, but it's immature to, you know, to have a, a a person that you brought in this world together and be leaving them, leaving your kid at home and making up excuses and then going out to the try action. to have fun with, you know, a guy or meet up a guy and chop it up or something right. like that. Yeah, so I be seeing stuff like that all the time from girls. I just think that, like, that cheating, cheating actually happens more from the fact that you have not, you're not accepting your situation. 
Yeah. I think that more people would accept their situation, meaning they would accept the fact that they're in a relationship or that they're married or whatever, mm-hmm. if they lived enough life before they fucking had kids or got like, why would you have kids with somebody or try to play house at 23 years old when you haven't lived enough life? I just don't think, I think at 23 or 21 years old, whatever the age, 20, 19, you haven't lived enough life yet. You haven't yeah. fucked enough people. You haven't, um, you, you haven't get that out of your system. You got to get out of your system. People yeah. may think that this is corny me saying this, but you need to fuck more people when yeah. you're younger. Get it out of your system, because by the time you're older and you want to settle down, you don't want to have any regrets. You don't want to have any curiosity. That's why marriages don't work. That's why relationships don't work, mm-hmm. because people get in a relationship and feel stuck. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, fuck, that person that was at work, they was winking at me. I'm going to try to fuck them. But you yeah. forget that you have a wife at home. Yeah. And a fucking kid. You have a whole family there. Mm-hmm. And now you want to try to save face. And it's not like this just a man thing. It's mm-hmm. women out here getting uh, hit doggy style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're getting hit missionary doggy style. <laughs> They're getting hit flipped upside down. They're getting slapped, choked, everything. <laughs> There's some girls that I intentionally did not fuck just because I could have done it. There's some chicks that were like at my old job because I used to actually work in a field where there were a lot of women. Mm-hmm. There was chicks that were like 22 years old or whatever. Yeah. And I knew I could have fucked them, and I purposely just didn't do it. Like, That's real, man. You, yeah. you got to do that sometimes. You like, have put some to. value on your body. Like your dick is valuable. That's not why I didn't do it because yeah. I wanted to fuck these chicks really bad. Yeah, I just think it was the fact that this chick had kid, had a man, probably ma- like married or whatever the case. Yeah, and it just, that kind it, of aligns with what I'm saying, though. True. No, you're right. <clears throat> but it just to me, it just. Like this chick is young, and here I am, like twenty nine years old. Mm-hmm. I'm going on thirty, and mm-hmm. I just felt like it felt like almost like I'm at work preying on young twenty one, twenty year old girls. Yeah, and it just didn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm better than this, you know. I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, me. Um, the young thing. I, I should have fucked him though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have. No, I'm like- <laughs> 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 yeah. I think to me, if they're not so much now because I'd just be chilling. But right. if they're of age, like, you know, at a certain point in my life, they would have got hit. But, yep. um, but yeah, you just got to, like you said, you just got to get it out of your system. Yeah. And it, for me now, it's like it's it's a lot more than um, like a physical thing. So even girls that like may have like, like may like me in some capacity or may want to have some sort of like sexual relationship. Like if it's not if it's. If it's not conducive or if it interferes with anything that I have more faith in, like a working relationship yeah. or like, you know, if we if you want to be in a short film or if you want to you want to make music or whatever, like I ho- uphold those things. Those things are higher to me or, or appreciated more to me than like the sexual relationship. Exactly. So. It, exactly. It's like if we have. Let's say we have a we find a podcast with two other women and they're extremely attractive and we have mm-hmm. an amazing experience. They're great on the podcast. I have no intentions of trying to fuck either one of those chicks yeah. at all. Like we have a working relationship and mm-hmm. I don't I feel like that would completely destroy it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not good. She could put her lips on my mic any day. Yep. Uh, uh anyways. <laughs> <laughs> all right, switching gears, man. Um the term whitewashed. Um this is the problem I have with it, right? Yeah. Um, the term, I, the reason why I have a problem with the term whitewashed is based on the fact that it's it's our own people using that shit, man. Yeah. It's like 
you hear me on a podcast or you hear me out in the world and I'm talking, they'd be like, any whitewash or he listened, you listen to rock and roll or you mm-hmm. do this, you whitewash. And it's like, bro, what it's, what it means is like, you're stereotyping your own people. Yeah. You're making it like black people have to be one thing, mm-hmm. like one thing. What's, mm-hmm. what's the, what's the, what's the word? Uh, uh, monolithic. monolithic. Yeah. Make it like we're monolithic. Like we're mm-hmm. not, we're so many other things. You know, there's black people that love rock music, country music. There's black people that love rock and roll, heavy mm-hmm. metal. Rock, mm-hmm. Like, there's black people that, that are emos and motherfucking wear tight pants and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Like, we, we don't have to be one person. Yeah. And and I think it's somebody, it's ignorant to say that I'm whitewashed because sometimes I might use a big word or sometimes, I, I you know, I'll say certain things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that doesn't mean I'm whitewashed. That just means that you're you're actually you're a living stereotype and you mm-hmm. think that's how we all should be mm-hmm. and that's completely inaccurate yeah to me i the the thing that bothers me the most about this is the fact that um the association with white when right. it comes to intelligence right or the way someone speaks, like you said, those, those to me, like you know, obviously, like the stuff you said about you know liking rock and roll and stuff. But me, I just hate that any any sort of intelligence is associated with being white. Exactly, when black people are very intelligent. There's many examples of black people being um, just as smart as any other ethnicity in the world. Right? right. So that's the thing that that bothers me the most about it, and it and. You know, it's really hurtful too. There's people yeah. that are just trying to find their way in life right now. You know what I mean? They're they're just figuring out, you know, who they want to be. <clears throat> so for people to come by and be like, you know, you're whitewashed or whatever, it it just sucks. And it, to me, like, um, to me, it doesn't hurt me or you know make me angry, but it makes me feel bad for whomever is saying it because you know that in their mind they're putting white people on a pedestal yeah because it's like you're not acting how a normal black person is right basically you're white and white people are better than us right so yeah it it just sucks what you're doing is you're you're making white people look like the gold standard yeah you know what what the world is and at the end of the day Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad that you're this. It's it's almost like a form of self hate, believe it or not. Yes, because you're elevating someone else and tearing down someone who looks like you mm-hmm. because you're too dumb to realize that we're not all the same. Mm-hmm. Imagine if somebody walked up to a black to a white person and was like, "Man, you blackwashed." And they'd be <laughs> like, like, what does that mean? <laughs> You know, I've heard white people call somebody a wigger before because they, you know, they more, they probably had a fade or they had like, you know, they was in the hip hop and stuff like that. I don't think that's necessarily true either. I know a lot of white people that just grew up in the culture. Yeah. yeah they they grew up with nothing but black friends. They grew up in a black community mm-hmm. and it's like they're not trying to act black. That's like who they are. It's white boy Ricks out there. Yes. A lot of right. A lot of white boy Ricks out there. <laughs> yeah. So it's just weird, man. I, I think that. Um, we just got to do a better job in regards to, um, you know, well, how can I, I'm trying to frame this the right way. Mm-hmm. We, I think as a culture, just in general, like we got to do away with that terminology. Yeah. For and it's like, stop assuming somebody's trying to be white Yeah, because it's stupid. Yeah. 
especially like, you know, even if someone were to call me white or whatever, um, even in a joking manner or whatever, it's like I'm extremely in tune with my culture. Right. You know what I mean? I love black people and I, you know, I want black people to win and, you know, that we're in a constant battle to uplift our community. Um, so just using that verbiage is is not conducive to what we're trying to do. Right. So and we're we're fighting uh we're fighting a war that exists in everyone's subconscious. Yeah. Because there's a there's a preconceived idea of what black people are and this is this exists in black people and white people. Mm-hmm. Like if you see a cop standing next to a black kid that's like 14 years old and his pants are sagging and you know he's got big clothes on you're like oh fuck what did he do? Mm-hmm. Right? When that kid could just be a regular kid minding his business. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's a preconceived idea. So what happens is this same thing. It's affecting everyone mm-hmm. because it's I've heard I've heard some people not to say that they were racist, but it'd be like a, a white dude. Like, man, you're not like a normal black guy, man. You're just different, dude. And it's like, OK, what does that mean? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like what kind of black people you've been around? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it says more to your lack of like your lack of uh, of you're not very cultured. Mm-hmm. If you believe what you see on the news, if all you watch is the first 48 and cops mm-hmm. and rap videos, you're not going to see all the intelligent black people that exist in this country. Yeah. You know, and then if you're black and all you do is pay attention to and no offense to any rappers, but all you do is 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 pay attention to what rappers say and drink lean and pop Molly's and Percocet and say yeah. nigga 80 times a day. Yeah. Then you hear me and Keith talking, and you call us whitewash. It's because you just have a lack of the wor- lack of knowing the world. Yeah, that's just ignorance. It's I don't ignorance. like. I I don't understand how any human being of any race would want to be associated with ignorance. Right. Yeah. Right. Because like, yeah, I want to be. I, I want to elevate my mind. I want to learn things. I want to learn new words. I want to be able to communicate better. Right. Um. So I don't. I don't understand why. Anyone would just be wanting to hang out and be like, nigga this, nigga that, nigga, nigga, nigga. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. It is. When I'm out in the world somewhere, as I said, I go to a gas station and I see like five black dudes in front of a liquor store and they like, my nigga, and they loud as hell and mm-hmm. everything. There's going to be some random, like some random white guy drive by and be like, oh God, here they go again. Mm-hmm. Right. So now you're what you're doing is, is. You're living according to a stereotype. So people start to buy into it. So now when they come across me, a guy like me and Keith, now they have this preconceived idea like, oh, God, they're loud, too. And it's like, no, my mm-hmm. brother, like, not at all. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're just everyday working class guys. It's normal. But you, it, we're a normal nigga. It, like I said, <laughs> it's just normal guys. But we're battling. We're battling our own people. Mm-hmm. And everyone else, because yeah. it ain't like just white people out here, you know, having these yeah. uh, preconceived ideas. That's false, because we, as black people, we have those preconceived ideas of ourselves. Your own self. Yeah, that's it's, not cool. It sucks too, um, because I have two points. Uh, I want to talk about like biracial people, and then also like people that are kind of in different cultures, right? So mm-hmm. the first, um, so don't let me forget the second point. But uh, the first one, um, as far as the biracial people, they get it a lot too, right? If you're, you know, if you are half white, yeah, and you call someone whitewash that's half white, well, it's like nigga, like 
fifty percent of them is white. <laughs> so they, like, you know, they're gonna like whatever they, they are like. Fifty percent Kaepernick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, you may you may grow up liking whatever your you know your white mom or your white dad brought right. into that that family dynamic. Um, so you know, nothing wrong with that's that. understandable, right? And then right. and then also, you know, people that are uh raised in different cultures than you could could be associated with that like um some like a guy like Darius Rucker I don't right. know what his like how he, his uh life was growing up right but it's not a front no, like it's not. He, he's probably really in the, the country he may have grown up on a farm and you know where I don't know where he's from but wherever he's from he yeah. probably grew up in that yeah, he grew up with old McDonald and everything yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, you know, this that's just a part of their their fabric. The you know their that that uh that nature versus nurture. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just kind of that kind of goes along with. Uh, they brought wherever they were from into their art and into their adult life. Just like me, you know, we you know me and Eddie, we grew up on the west side of Bakersfield, so that's like ingrained into our DNA. But also, we've seen other things that were inspirational for us and you know we've seen other examples of people that was you know that we looked up to and was like yo like man maybe we could do this you True. know grow, you grow up on the west side of bakersfield and then you start to see like guys like joe rogan and you know guys like barack obama just people that are able to communicate communicate eloquently and we're right. like yo like why can't we do that exactly. no matter where you're from you know that's always going to be a part of you but yeah like let's let's do some dope stuff and try to elevate ourselves and our people. Right. I think we kind of owe that to the world too. I yeah. think that like as as two young black males, you know, me being a little older, but I think <laughs> uh, I think we kind of owe it to the world. Like people are looking to see things from your POV. Like they want to see, you know, what things are like. It's not mm-hmm. like they're not they're they're listening to try to you know crack the code to being a black guy you know but they're listening to get your point of view yeah for sure you know i listen to totally different other podcasts like i'm black but i listen to rogan or i listen Mm -hmm. to whoever else or i listen to like uh certain certain cultures i listen to certain things they do because Mm -hmm. i want to know i want to know things that i don't know about someone else yeah and i I think that that's i think that's pretty awesome i I, and here's a problem too right I think that the biggest issue in regards to race is not so much, you know, um, it's it's what we don't know that makes things worse. Mm-hmm. Like, as black people will assume, like you said this one time, it was pretty genius. You said that we, like, white people aren't sitting there looking up everything that's offensive to black people, mm-hmm. right? So if if they don't know, then they don't know. Yeah, I think that it, it would be better. It would be better suited to, you know. To from an educational standpoint to explain things, I, I seen this rally or whatever it was. It was just this this young black man, this young black woman that was just screaming at white people like y'all doing this, da da da. And it's like, bro, you're not communicating. You're just yelling and screaming yeah. at white people. Yeah, H- how is that helping anybody? Mm-hmm. It's not helping anyone. It's I think it was supposed to be like a black like a Black Lives Matter rally mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's not. It, it it's it was just it was just young black people. Yelling at white people, yeah, and it's and what what it did in in the in the long run was just make them look crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this like, fuck. Have you ever tried having a conversation? Yeah. And then what happens is the people that are, I guess, opposing your ideals, 
or your idea, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now they're yelling back at you. There's no communication. Yeah. So I think it's it's always great to have um, it's always great to have that conversation, just that yeah. dialogue to yeah. find something to build off of. Yeah. That's real. Uh, on top of the whitewash thing is uh, the term Uncle Tom. Oh, you God. A, a, lot of a, a lot of us be throwing that idea around, calling different Republicans and basically yeah. anyone that you don't agree with, uh, an Uncle Tom. Yeah. And, Candace um, Owens. Yeah. And it just, you know, sometimes I don't know if the word is should ever be fitting, but sure. for for the most part, it it comes about when basically when someone doesn't agree with your ideals true and that's the wrong way to to go about it you know what yeah, i mean yeah. basically trying to be disrespectful because another person doesn't believe in what you believe in exactly and in Candace Owens Candace Owens case i genuinely believe that she's um she's trying to help black people you you may not always agree with what she says or right. agree with agree with her tactics but i do believe she's trying to um uplift the black community and I, yeah. you know i don't know if she will ever do it because you know so many people just don't like her as a person but yeah i think her heart is in the right place yeah i agree with the intent mm-hmm. like i look at the intent behind what she's doing i respect that mm-hmm. so i i would love to have a conversation with candace owens just to see what she's talking about mm-hmm. you know certain things that i don't agree with but just because you don't agree with certain things people say don't mean you got to hate them and throw them away yeah call them uncle tom call them a sellout call them whitewashed uh, call them, you know, sell, you selling out for the white man. Like, mm-hmm. you got to stop that shit, man. We live in a different time. Mm-hmm. We have we have too many avenues to be communicating. At yeah. this point, we are purposely trying not to talk to one another. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work. That ain't going to work, man. You yeah. know, um, and people, and then somebody said something one day, like, uh, it said, why would you communicate with your, um, why would you communicate with your slave masters? And I was like, What? That sounds wild. What do you like, man? I ain't never been a slave in my life. <laughs> what the fuck is this, man? This is outdated. This is outdated thinking. You gotta update your program, man. We on some new shit. You still on Windows ninety seven? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> we should be talking. This, yeah. The the people you don't like, them is the mother. These are the people you should be talking to. Yeah. Okay, because if you dislike someone. And you purposely don't talk and you continue not to like them? Mm-hmm. Whose fault is that? Yeah. How can you continue to not speak to someone and not like them at the same time? I think that now it's it doing that is intentionally allowing you to exist in that way. Even even like, you know, sometimes I before I actually like know people, like on a personal level, right. I, I may see may have seen them around school or you know, seeing them on social media or something. And in my heart, I'd be like, dang, there's something about this person that I don't like. Mm. Um, and then when you actually meet them, that that either confirms or denies these these allegations, I guess. But I never go into it with to the to the to the actual physical meeting right. um with these ideas. I'm yeah. you know, I'm almost re restarting, like rebooting everything in right. in, in uh computer you know, terminology. Learn, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and learning these people, you know, from from that first communication. Um usually my instinct is right. You know, usually they, they are who I thought they were on um on social media or just mm-hmm. from a you know a third person's point of view. Right. But still like I'm not 
I'm not going in hating them already. Right. Like, you know, once I meet them, it's just a clean slate. So, yeah. Right. I think that what happens is, is like char- uh, characteristically, you can see who a person is. That yeah. They do certain things that you've seen. You've seen these characteristics these play out. Different. Mm-hmm. These qualities. And you're like, uh, I got an idea who this person yeah. is. I don't hate them because I don't know enough about them. Yeah. But when you sit down with them and you see these things play out, you're like, ah, okay, I see it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to cast judgment, but I'm not fucking with them. Yeah. Right. And that's as a person. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not like I'm doing that to you because you're white. Yeah. I'm not doing that because because you're Mexican or you're black. I'm doing that because you're not worth my time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think what people do mm-hmm. is they'll be like, oh, they're black or they have a big jacket. Yeah. They have sagging pants on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen these criminals before. I ain't talking so to them. So it's a visual thing versus like a, the intangibles. Right. Yeah, that's true. Right. I've been seeing what I've noticed a lot in my 27 years of a, a glorious life is that all right the face man, continue man go ahead go ahead don't let me don't let me uh rain on your thunder go ahead man i just mess with you man yeah but um but no I, what i realized is that most people fit into um like a mold right yeah like there's um certain people like um like in 2019, I'm running into a lot of these uh, people that are in touch with Earth. They're right. Like, they're um, wind, water, heart. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're doing the vegan thing now. Captain Planet looking at. Yeah, and they're you, you know they're <laughs> going on uh, like nature walks and um, sun tanning and forests. I don't. I'll kind of like you know this like naturalistic into yeah. what my inner self. Uh, in tune with chakras and yeah, you know they, they eat beyond burgers <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's funny they take vegan dick <laughs> <laughs> hey i always wonder vegan girls the vegan girls that I, I don't eat meat but then they be giving head like that's meat right there you put meat in your mouth <laughs> there's gotta be beef right is that the closest is dick beef they eat a lot of beef <laughs> right, <laughs> oh man oh my god <laughs> yeah that's something it's somewhere on the i don't know and if they swallowing then that's definitely not vegan because if i eat chicken and you swallowing me then you that's meat <laughs> well, what were you saying keith go ahead <laughs> Oh my god, my stomach hurt, bro. I bet you vegan stomachs hurt too. Swallowing all that chicken cum. Oh man. I just th- you know, just, hold on, man. Let's think about this, right? Imagine, right? A chick, she's a vegan, right? But her boyfriend is not a vegan, and he eats the Popeye's chicken sandwich, and then she swallows him. That ain't vegan no more. <laughs> Right? Vegans don't even use microwaves. <laughs> That's got to, hey, man, they got to get this shit together, man. All the vegans out there. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> this nigga, man. All right, man. Go I ahead. Do, I do know some vegans that'll swallow a whole lot of cum, too. Yep, they be like, yeah. <laughs> I'll be eating Taco Bell. And- <laughs> <laughs> they getting some of that grade D beef. 
And you know Taco Bell Taco Bell um um they got the recall. Huh? They got a recall mm-hmm. on their their beef. They recalled like I don't know how many thousands of pounds of beef because it, they said it it could have potentially had metal flakes in it. Yeah. So you swallowing terrible cheese and beef and microfibers of freaking metal also. Yeah, you swallowing metal metal beef with flakes in it. <laughs> God damn. Oh, I'm dead, bro. Oh. Yeah, vegans, y'all got to chime in. What's what's the deal, bro? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I don't Moving know. Before I, have I think you had an amazing <laughs> idea, and I completely ruined it. <laughs> nah, I'm good, man. I got my laugh in for today. All right, man. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll move on from that. Uh, <laughs> switching gears, uh, TK Kirkland had an interview recently with The Breakfast Club, and there was a segment on that interview where he talked about... TK Kirkland, for uh, those of you who don't he's know, a he's, a, he's a comedian, older yeah. dude. He's been around for generations, you yeah. know, making people laugh. Yeah, he is literally my dad's age. He's 60, but he looks like he's no older than 40-something years old. Yeah, he's still... You yeah, good-looking like, guy, man. He's, yeah. he's, in, he's in good in good fair shape and whatnot. Washing but, his face and whatnot. Yeah, so here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy um, basically stated, mind you, he's 60 years old, mm-hmm. so they, they tend to have this outdated ideology. Um, this is on the heels, too, of the um, the Pharrell cover. He had, a, a I think it was a, a GQ or Complex or whatever, but it was... I think the title was like the new masculinity and Pharrell's on the cover with this big poofy um it's like a uh Alice in Wonderland type outfit but it's uh, like a it's a dress basically so, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even I haven't seen it but yeah yeah, yeah. Pharrell's always been a little different just, yeah yeah it's how he how he's eclectic taste yeah it's different but mm-hmm. um there was a part there was a segment on there where he stated that he had this uh I guess like this conspiracy he said he said that cam newton who was the quarterback of the carolina panthers he said that he was a part of the lgbt community no he said the because, lb yeah the lbgt community. yeah he said it all fucked up <laughs> nigga putting words in different orders yeah yeah L, L, yeah it was is it it's lgbt right yeah but he just he said, said he it mixed backwards. the b and the g up yeah so he had it all fucked up but you got to understand this guy's 60 years old but uh he stated he's a part of it because he wearing scarves and stuff and the lbgt they like it they like people like that because they could get you know masculine people and then turn them gay and then i was and this is like what the fuck like it was just so fucked up yeah and uh they was just like wait wait what mm-hmm. so he was just just going on a tangent, and then he was saying, like, if I seen Cam Newton wearing that scarf, I'd tell him, take that off. And then I, and I'd slap him if I seen him having it on. Mm-hmm. First of all, this is extremely outdated. A man wearing a scarf does not make him gay. And let's say he was gay. That doesn't matter either. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not playing God with people and how they should live, mm-hmm. you know, and determine what their sexuality should be. Yeah. I think that's, the, that's just ignorant, and it's, mm-hmm. it's super outdated. Yeah. Um, but you got to realize the guy is 60 mm-hmm. years old. Like I heard my, my pop says some stuff and I'm sure yeah. his heart's in the right place. But he just says some stuff like, man, we don't need women like we don't need women. Uh, 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 basically, a bunch of women in our sports, you know, being yeah. announcers and stuff. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, bruh, oh, has me setting it way. Like, you be just setting it's just this is just ignorant, mm-hmm. you know. And but at the same time, I can't say those type of things about my own dad because my dad grew up in a totally different time Mm -hmm. so who am i to say oh you don't you know you should do this and this and that like bro he's 60 years old Mm -hmm. you know it okay look 
Think about this. All the rappers I grew up listening to, Method Man and Red Man and Busta Rhymes and all these people, like a lot of cats their age now, they be like, the shit you hearing now, this ain't no real, this ain't real hip hop. Real hip hop is when you did this and that. And it's like now they t- they sound like old, like old angry niggas now. Yeah. Like I, I seen a, 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 and shout out to Method Man. That's my part of one of my favorite rappers ever. Mm-hmm. But he said something on stage and I seen it, I think I seen it on Instagram or YouTube. He's like, He's like, I fucking hate the word swag. I hate the word swag. He's like, it's called, like he said, I guess he said it's called talent. I can't remember what he said, mm-hmm. but he hated the word. I'm just like, bro, it's not you that just serious. old. You just old, man. Yeah. Like this shit don't include you no more. I, I feel like if you great at what you do, which Method Man is, just do your do do what you do, man. I'm not here to shit on nobody. Mm-hmm. And I have to continue to coach myself as I get older mm-hmm. to not be saying stuff. Like I see a bunch of young dudes wearing these tight ass pants. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it ain't my nuts in no pants because yeah. I know my nuts would be hurting like a motherfucker if I try to put those tight pants yeah. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but then there's some guys around my age that are around 34 mm-hmm. and they're almost in the mid 30s and they're wearing skin tight pants because they're almost in a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to subscribe to everything, but you should know, like, hey, this doesn't involve me. I'm a little too fucking old. Yeah. But to make a long story short, T.K. Kirkland was saying these things. And he said, yeah, if I seen him doing that, I'd slap him in the face. And it started to come off extremely homophobic. But first off, Cam Newton's not gay mm-hmm. at all. Secondly, Cam Newton would slap the fuck out of him, man. Yeah. Cam Newton literally he stiff arms linebackers for a living in the <laughs> NFL. And you want to say you're going to smack him? He's mm-hmm. also almost six foot six, six foot five. He would fuck you up. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show some people are set in their ways. They're old and they just get caught up talking. Yeah. And he's a comedian, but even if you're a comedian, you don't play around with other men like that. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> me and Keith, we respect older, older, especially older black men, because we we call them OGs. And our and our uh, in our culture, mm-hmm. if it's an older black man, it's like in his forties, right in there, almost fifty, whatever. We mm-hmm. consider that an OG. We call him, oh hey OG, how you doing? Right. Mm-hmm. But don't get it twisted. You may be my OG, but if you disrespect me, I could smack your ass. <laughs> Don't get it twisted, homie. You got yeah, you yeah. got me fucked up there. Mm-hmm. This is one of those situations. Mm-hmm. Me and Cam Newton around the same age. Yeah. So I'm sure Cam Newton ain't gonna be tripping on him. But if you say you're gonna slap me, you better keep that same energy. Yeah. Keep <laughs> Don't see me out and be like, hey brother, how you doing? Like, didn't you say you was gonna slap me? Mm-hmm. Give me that scarf so I can put it on so you can try to you try to do something. Mm-hmm. So I could choke you out with this fucking scarf. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't play with people like that. That's not cool, man. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, I agree. I think if you if you ever seen the the picture, you should just Google Cam Newton Cam Newton scarf. He looked like an auntie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I think um, this this idea is just old. Like there, you can't you can't really um, look gay or act gay. You're just Gay or you're not gay. Like True. either you like men or you like women, or you know, you that's could be just feminine, kind of the you could be Yeah, you could be feminine. Yeah. But that still, you know, that still doesn't necessarily mean you're gay. That's true though. That's it, just the idea that I'm trying to uh, get out there. There's you know, guys like Prince like, you know, Charlamagne the guy mentioned it, guys like Prince and Rick James and yeah. all these uh people that had this, you know, this interesting taste and they got yeah. their hair permed and stuff like yeah. that. Um, you know, these guys were, you know, some of the most uh, notorious women getters in the history yeah. of America. Mm-hmm. So, 
that's a uh, that's one thing. But also, you know, like you said, like a lot of these, like a lot of these OGs, they they just be so set in their ways, um, right. and they 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 don't want any fiber of their their body to be perceived as perceived at as being feminine, right? right. Like. When the when the tighter pants came around, it was like, oh, I can't wear those. I need I need room for my nuts to hang, and you better not show up to my house wearing no tight pants, or I'm gonna kick you out, and all kind of stuff like that. It's an act. Yeah, this is always it's always something. It's like whatever it is, like oh, your shirt too tight, or you know, your shirt too short, and all this stuff is just like just because they don't want to be associated with. Um, anything feminine or you know they they deem that as you know the outfits that get right. the, let's the gay be, uniforms true but let's be clear here I, <clears throat> I don't determine what's cool or what men should wear and neither do you so at the end of the day i can't tell cam noon what the fuck to wear i don't know about fashion and then if i did it's it's extremely uh i don't know it, it's like having a fashion sense i guess it's extremely subjective mm-hmm. like how can i say Oh yeah, yeah. You should be wearing. Everybody should wear Dickies, Nike Cortez, and a plain white shirt. Yeah. Why do you? Are you saying everyone should look the same? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are all, you saying? Man, you look like you work at McDonald's. Yeah. No, you look like a gangbanger, man. <laughs> you got motherfucking Dickies and, and a Nike Cortez and a white T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't have to look like that. Yeah. It, so it's like I I don't I don't determine what's cool for you. You do that for yourself. You're a grown man. I don't care if you was wearing a shirt that was little as fuck with some little ass pants and some Peter Pan shoes. It has no fucking. It has has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, should Cam not- Newton will go to your house with a scarf on and then just walk in and take your girl and walk right out. Yeah, <laughs> he will walk in your house and just just start getting his dick sucked right, <laughs> right at the front door. <laughs> He wouldn't even reach the threshold. He wouldn't reach the threshold of the house. Standing outside, getting hit. Yeah, and then the girl wipe her mouth off with Cam Newton's scarf, and then say, "Mmm, mmm, this ain't vegan." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but it's just look, man. We brought this up basically because I think um, we're we're a lot younger, so we're more privy to a lot of the issues that take place out in the world just in general whether it's lgbt or trans people whatever it is right Mm -hmm. and regardless of if we if you feel like you agree with it or don't agree with it there is like i think that it it, it becomes an act Mm -hmm. like you're acting masculine like Mm -hmm. you're it's an act because you're putting on this this idea of what being masculine should be yeah 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 and it's like bro it, it like being a man exists in more than one way. Like, okay, for example, you ever heard somebody like a woman to say like, "Yeah, I was dating him, but I knew he was an alpha male, so yeah. I should have knew it was ha-. like." People think that an alpha male is a dude that's always trying to fuck everybody. He's always trying to procreate. All of that. That's mm-hmm. false. Mm-hmm. They set a false idea of what a, of an alpha male is. In my yeah. opinion, I feel an alpha male is a man that takes care of his family, that's yeah. loyal to his wife, mm-hmm. that's a good father. That's what an alpha male is. An <clears throat> alpha male is a, is a man that can control his surroundings and uh, and uh, positively affect the people around him. Yeah. But that's my opinion. Somebody else will take that definition and say, no, alpha male is very popular with the girls. He's having sex with everyone. He's very <laughs> desired by all the women. Mm-hmm. That's what they want you to believe. And I think a lot of men are behaving in in accordance to that idea. Mm-hmm. You're not going to catch me trying to be cool. Yeah. Too old for that. Those are, those are like coping mechanisms in right. a sense. You know, 
I think I think that's more of a beta beta male, very, because you don't have the mental capacity to understand that. Like, there's no real reason to just be having sex all willy nilly, right? You know, just hitting every girl that that you walk that walks by. Yeah, it's very beta. Yeah, you're trying to whatever psychological thing is going on in your head. You're trying to like cover those things up. Whether it was like, you know, maybe you got cheated on, and instead of you know learning to deal with those emotions, you're just going out and having sex with everybody walking, or you know, whatever whatever the case may be. So that's like a beta way, beta male way of thinking an alpha right. male is in tune with his mental health you know what i mean yes. so he understands thank you exactly all the nuances and the the, the desires that he has and the reasons why he has these ideas exactly you know so and even in you know if you look at uh you know certain certain uh like the animal kingdom and stuff like that mm-hmm. that's similar to how it is like they'll fight for whoever the alpha well you know in terms of like the the uh, anthropology and stuff like that whoever the alpha male is in in alliance uh uh pride or whatever um or you know in 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 apes and stuff like that they're you know they're fighting to see who the the head of the jungle is or whatever and that's similar to like like you were saying those qualities are similar the person that can you know fend off people trying to attack the family and right. you know, basically going out and getting food and stuff like that. Those are the characteristics. It's not about which of the guys in the, in the, or the males and whatever herd or pride or whatever is out having sex with all the other people. Right. Like that's, that, uh, that has nothing to do yeah. with who's going to be the, the leader of the group. Yeah. A lot of women think that they're attracted <clears throat> to beta ma- to, to alpha males, but it's, they're actually beta. These are guys that will fuck you, your friend, your mom, your aunt, whoever. They don't give a fuck. And then they'll mm-hmm. tell everybody about it. That's extremely beta. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that a man, a man, the way that they uh, con- conduct themselves is a lot different. Yeah. Like, I think, like me, I care about my mental health. I, I genuinely do. But I don't think a lot of this took place until my 30s because I feel like all the way up to my late 20s, I was a man in training. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was a man yet. I think that it took a lot a, a lot of the world um you know a lot of me falling on my face or a lot of me not being enough to realize you know of who i needed to be mm-hmm. but i don't think i was a beta male even back then i still show people respect i didn't treat mm-hmm. women like shit mm-hmm. but i was just immature like the way my brain was set up it just wasn't i wasn't my higher self yet mm-hmm. but uh yeah also a physical thing yeah like I'll be the alpha nigga ass real quick. You said what? Like a like a fit, like if you don't if you think like the the alpha male is the guy that's in the weight room and like yeah. walking and throwing weights around and stuff like that, yeah. I'll punch that nigga in his face. Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is this it's this this perception has mm-hmm. become an out like what alpha is. Mm-hmm. It's all perception based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't never. It, it was crazy as is men men will walk around and be like. Yeah, man, fuck a bitch and all of this, right? <laughs> and it's like you think like who hurt you, bro? Like yeah. you, you had your feelings hurt before. That's why you feel like this. It's like, yeah. man, I ain't never let a bitch hurt me before on everything. Yeah. And you'd be like, really? And the, those guys that have that wall up, those be the ones that be falling in love the hardest. Yeah, they fall in love the hardest. They be crying on the phone and all that shit. Yeah, you be here, especially these these hood niggas. Oh these, man, they go gang crazy. bangers. Yeah. Cause you hear from the girls and you hear d- different rumors like, yeah, man, he was, sh- he was blowing up my phone when I didn't respond to his text and you know yeah. it's all kind of showing up at the house and yeah. man, them niggas be falling in love hard. It's extremely beta. It's it's literally a beta male that's that's 
uh, putting on a mask as an alpha male. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm the type of guy that women would look at me like some square beta male dude. But at the end of the and that's cool. I don't I don't need to like my thing is this. I don't need to to persuade you to believe who I am. I'll just show you facts. Just I'm just gonna be who I am. Mm-hmm. And then like if you play a game or you don't want to text me back, I immediately reference my value. I'm like, oh, you don't want to text me back? Well, it's your loss. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 for sure. It's your loss. You want to mm-hmm. play these games like you play with all these fucking beta males? It does mm-hmm. not work on me. Yeah. You could act like, oh, I'll just replace him. Go ahead. Do it. And the next dude you have over here is going to be a slime ball, and he ain't going to be no good. So yeah. at the end of the day, it's I don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. At one time I did, I was texting chicks 8 million times like, hey, what are you doing? And then keep and, and looking like an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I look like a clown? I'm chasing women and, hey, what are you doing? Uh, and then they don't text me back. And, I, hey, I was just texting you just in case you didn't get my text. That's crazy. You know how yeah. embarrassing that is? Yeah. You know how just many times? Yeah, bro, I did the same young stuff. and yeah. stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it was a time where a chick had me crying before. Mm-hmm. Like, shit like that, it turned me into who I am today. But it took me going through that. There's some men that literally will go through that, but then they they turn into Start a taking it out on you know the next person, right? Mm-hmm. They turn into a beta male masked mm-hmm. as an alpha male. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like fuck all these bitches, I'm gonna fuck all of them. <laughs> like, okay, bro, that yeah. really that really helps. You're gonna hurt a woman that doesn't deserve it, but go ahead. Yeah, you're, you're gonna there's gonna be that's some true. girl that's actually a good woman that you're gonna treat like shit, and yeah. then now she's gonna pay it forward by treating everyone else like shit. So yeah. go ahead, buddy. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Terrible. Be careful out here, man. Man, just like Charlemagne says all the time, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true, man. Hurt also, people, hurt people. Yeah. They you, you got like an origin story for right. the alpha male. It'd be like a girl that cheated on him or something like that. Right. Yeah. My story is different because, you know, it could be a situation where I got my feelings hurt or whatever, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel good about it. I was stressing out, and then I learned from it, and I don't replicate that. Yeah, that's real. It I, stops with me. Yeah, yeah. For me, it, for me, it was more so like I was the person that did a lot of the hurting, mm-hmm. whether it was like a person that- From the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Deep strokes. <laughs> but no, nah, I would be the person where it was like, you know, I thought I was just like smashing and we was yeah, having a little yeah. bit of fun. And then the yeah. person ended up liking me. And then, you know, they would react out of emotion and, you know, just be angered that I don't want to be their boyfriend or whatever. Right. And I didn't like that feeling. And, you know, at a certain point I was like, yeah, whatever. I never made it seem like it was something that it wasn't. But at the same time, like that's a human being that is passionate about like finding some kind of love so i i learned from that and realized that you know i can't just be out here like sticking my dick in anything no so it's not good yeah it's bad women are a lot more it's a lot more complex with women because women could be in a position where i think they can have fun sexually and it's not going to really affect them there's there's women that could you know go out and have uh casual sex and then not really think twice but here's the problem they're going to casually have sex with somebody and then, then they're going to start to see how this guy moves in the world. Like, wow, he's really funny or he's really smart mm-hmm. or he's really cool or he's getting he's we have the same major. Yeah. You know, and they're going to be like, fuck, like, you know, I, I can't like show that I like them, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is they get feelings because they're human. Yeah. 
That's what people don't realize. Yeah. Feelings are not bad, folks. They're normal. Just, I've yeah. caught feelings for women that didn't give a fuck about me. <laughs> okay? It's happened yeah. many times. Yeah. But now I'm uh, I'm in control 100%. Yeah. I I know that if I have feelings for someone and she does not like me like that, I immediately take notice. Yeah. I take notice of that and mm-hmm. I respect that and I move on. Mm-hmm. But 26-year-old Eddie, I would just be like, "Man, like why this is crazy. I don't get why she doesn't like me. This is mm-hmm. this is messed up. I'm a good person." Yeah. Like, yeah. Not the way. <laughs> and I, a lot of times it has nothing to do with like a physical attractive. Right. You know what I mean? Like you you know, like it may start out as something where she is actually attracted to you and then whatever you said or whatever you did or whatever feeling you brought her way, she just wasn't attracted to it so, anymore. So I kind of I agree and kind of don't because I think that sometimes it could be aesthetically based. Like you could be just good enough to smash, and they're like, "Oh, he's not bad. I'll, I'll smash. Let him smash." Mm-hmm. And then what happens is, is the guy that they they show all their friends to, like mm-hmm. the front, the one that's around their family, mm-hmm. he ain't you. Yeah. So you know you, you're you were good enough for the moment, mm-hmm. but the the guy that the girl is telling all her friends about and. You know, her family knows about him now. The ones that's coming around to the for the barbecues, yeah. that dude is way different than you are. True. You're not him. Yeah. I've seen the situation play out before where, you know, me and a girl were hanging out and I started liking her and then she just blew me off and then, you know, was with whoever else at you know, at some function. Like when you have people on social media, crazy. it could sting even worse. Cause you know, the chick will cut you off or whatever, and then you'll see like they're with hugged up with some dude and you're just like, What? Yeah. Like, you know, but it's it's just a lesson. Mm-hmm. Life is trying to teach you a lesson. You yeah. have to be able, you have to be strong and you you have to be strong enough. And you have to be mature enough to, to you know, receive the lesson. Yeah. I think you also have to guard your, guard yourself, you know, part of finding some sort of companion is being vulnerable. Right. But you also have to guard yourself from and and actually learn about the situation, right? Because sometimes um, lust and love could be like, you know, there's a fine line between yeah. it sometimes, right? So, you know, you just got to be careful to make sure you're you're actually, uh, you know, looking at the right things. Definitely, you mm-hmm. could be hot and cold on a person from day to day. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, there'll be there's been chicks I've talked to, and you know, I'm like, wow. This chick's gonna be my girlfriend for sure. She's awesome, man. Oh my yeah. god! And then the next day, you're like, "What the fuck? What? Like, man, this yeah. chick is terrible. I don't think this is gonna work." Mm-hmm. Then the next day, it's like, "Wow! Like, I guess I was wrong. She's everything I thought she was. She's yeah. awesome." And then the next day, it's like, "I don't know." Whenever somebody's got you hot and cold like that, leave them the fuck alone. Yeah, because yeah, what it is, they there's too many inadequacies with their character. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You're just gonna end up hurting yourself. Yeah. So yeah, leave that alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and with me, what I do now, especially with my profession, I, I need a grown woman. I can't have some chick that's fucking, you know, that's got me up and down. Not even your your profession, but also just where you are in life. Yeah, the way you're, the way you're thinking now, yeah. as far as like you want to be on your own business, you want to do the podcast stuff. Right. You, you know, you're constantly elevating, reading, you know, listening to podcasts, learning. Um, you definitely need someone on that same wavelength. Yeah, you got to be on the same wavelength. So mm-hmm. wherever I meet uh, this woman, uh, whether it's at Walgreens or, you know, um, Walmart or um, <laughs> I don't know. You, mm-hmm. you meet people in the world. I, I think yeah. that there's there's no right place to meet women, but I don't go to clubs at all. 
yeah. at all. Because all you're going to get from a club is an STD. I don't so think I, there's no wives in the club. No, nah, ain't no wives. It's just mm-hmm. like um, women that act like they're too good for the dudes in the club, and then the dudes yeah. still end up fucking them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the club, is, the club is a lot about aesthetics. Yes. And... and uh, in your social status, right. right? You know what I mean? The cool guy. I know um I know like professional athletes that have been in like clubs mm-hmm. here in Bakersfield, yeah. walk in, regular short tone, like basically like they just look like they just came from working out or something like that. Walk yeah. in two minutes later, they got like two of them. They yeah. just leave. Oh yeah. There's a lot of girl. There's a lot of girls out here getting fucked by these athletes that come out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had like some semi-pro teams or whatever. Mm-hmm. This girl's getting smacked. Yeah, go in the club and just leave with a bunch of girls. She's like, "What?" I was thinking because one of my friends had told me that story about um, the uh, like a professional athlete out here doing that, mm-hmm. and um, for like <clears throat> for like five minutes, I was really like dumbfounded. Oh. Like, yo, this nigga really just walked in, mm-hmm. shorts on, flip-flops maybe. He probably had regular shoes on, but I'm just adding to the story to make it a little <laughs> bit better. You know, little, you know, shorts on, a regular white t-shirt, just left with two baddies. I was like, yo, I need that kind of power. No, I think all it is is status. It's, yeah. it's status. <clears throat> um, And these guys are probably having three ways, man. Yeah, ain't no telling, it's man. It's crazy. I've never had one of those in my life. I don't care to have one, personally. Yeah. I don't care to have two girls at the same time. Like yeah. one, one is enough. Sometimes it's hard to handle one. That's <laughs> <laughs> she got a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She got that peach emoji on her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There was um, uh, Katie Kirk. She was on uh, Breakfast Club, and she was like on her podcast. I guess she was mentioning like, uh, like, uh, uh, like, porn culture and i guess how it has affected like sex and out in the real world oh her podcast is different, different yeah it's huh? different different yeah okay and i'm hey. thinking like and what i'm thinking is he's like it's like it's like this uh not abuse sex but like rough like i forgot what they call it but at the same time it's like i don't think this is a real topic to have because i'm not ever going to analyze how people should have sex at all yeah i never really got that idea a lot of people mm-hmm. say that and it sounds like a cliche sometimes yeah and they're like, you know, uh, porn sex is, you know, it's uh, it ruins real life sex because it doesn't actually look like that. Um, I just don't know what they're watching. Right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly. Like for me, I, I, I'm not like choking people and you know uh, pulling out all kind of toys or anything like that. But if you get the camera angle right, it may look like a like it could be on Pornhub or something like that. Probably that that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Because that's what I I was always confused by that. Like that, you know that movie Don John. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, you yeah. Seen that I one. haven't seen it though. I don't think. Yeah, but basically it was it, that was the whole the premise of it is how he couldn't have a real relationship with a real person or a real female because he watched porn so much that it skewed um, his his sex life. Like it was never as like amazing as the porn was. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, it, a lot of women are into that stuff. They like getting the shit choked out of them or yeah. like slapping some women in the face. I'm not into that, but some women like to get slapped in the face. Who are we to judge them getting slapped or getting yeah. choked? That's what I mean, especially in this, you know, progressive movement. Mm-hmm. 
I would assume progressives probably be having the craziest sex. Yeah, they have they have to be. They were like, "Oh my, punch me!" Yeah, like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I know if I think I told you guys this before, but there was an extreme feminist girl who was like, um, and these are these this information is given to me at separate times, so you can see the contradictory in it. Um, so I, I learned about her, like her beliefs. You know, she's a liberal and really progressive, and all for you know. Um, the fluidity and sexuality, you know, all these like little cliches that people yeah. are using in 2019. Um, and then we start talking like a little bit nasty, uh, maybe a couple weeks later. And then she was like, yeah, I like to be punched sometimes. I like to be punched in the face. And, uh, you know, I just like it really rough sometimes. I like to be choked a little bit too. And I'm like, yo, like, this is domestic violence. <laughs> <laughs> you want to die? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'd be afraid because I'm a big dude. And I'm pretty strong. So if yeah. you want me to punch you, you want to fucking die. Yeah. Yeah. You. She needs. You need to go on a date with fucking uh with uh what's his name Wilder. <laughs> Deontay. Oh, you, you need to go on a date with really Deontay putting, Wilder. Yeah, he really putting people out. Too. You. You want to fucking. You want to fuck a heavyweight boxer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's too much, man. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Switching gears. That was a that was huh? a good little tangent. That was dope. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck that went. <laughs> yeah. Um, switching gears. Uh, is it dysfunctional to upgrade to the next relationship? Mm-hmm. And the reason why this is a topic is because we live in an upgrade world where somebody could be in a relationship for five, six years, and then they break up, and within two weeks they're in a whole new relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like you never took time to heal. You never took time to figure out who you were. You never took time to work on your life. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Your only emphasis was to upgrade. Yeah. And I use that very loosely, but was to upgrade to the next person. Yeah. And that is that's the the ideology of like the way to get over someone is to get under someone else. Mm-hmm. That is pathetic. That is extremely um, needy coping mechanism it's a coping mechanism and it won't work and you are you're bringing your bullshit to the next relationship Mm -hmm. so you haven't even unpacked the shit that you went through you haven't unpacked the trauma you haven't unpacked everything that you dealt with in the last relationship and here you come to the next motherfucker and you're acting like you're over it when you're not. You're probably still receiving texts from the person you used to be with. Mm-hmm. You probably still haven't deleted them on Facebook. You probably still looking through pictures. There's a there like there's a process to breaking up to people with people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that there's a period where you're still kind of reaching back. You're probably still fucking each other here and there because mm-hmm. that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Until you finally just get sick of each other and then you just stop dealing with each other. It oftentimes doesn't end in friendship. Yeah. I'm not friends with any of my exes or any girls I used to deal with on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, just because to me, it's not that you hate the people, but when you've been intimate with someone, I can't replace that with friendship. We're not going to, I'm not going to act like I can. I'm going to wish you the best out in the world. And we're just not going to talk anymore. If I see you out in the world, I say, Hey, how you doing? And I'll keep it moving, but it ain't going to be no friendship. Uh, motherfucking hanging out. I'm yeah. not trying to give you high fives when I used to hit you from the back. You stupid. When I used to slap your ass, I'm not going <laughs> to give you a high five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it ain't happening, man. It's too awkward. It's too weird. I have things I want to do in my life. You have things you want to do in yours. I just think me being around is weird. Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, you may get kind of falling into that trap again. Like, right. Oh, man, why do we actually break up? Right. Next thing you know, you in the back like. We That's why we broke work. up. We can make this work. That's why we broke up because it doesn't last long. <laughs> Damn, that was suck. Yeah. yeah, you haven't gotten any better since the last time. <laughs> Your dick is still little. I don't like <laughs> it. <laughs> it's not going deeper. <laughs> oh uh, my god, that's crazy. That'd be crazy. Like this is why I broke up with you and I started dating Jamarius. <laughs> Jamarius. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah yeah but i think um this kind of falls in line with the with that love addiction uh, yeah i mentioned it to you a while back and uh basically it's this idea that um kind of like we talked about where people aren't actually dealing with their uh their mental health and they're using relationships and trying like this never-ending search for love instead of actually dealing with what's really going on with them right? right so there's you know some situations where you know maybe as a kid their parents never showed them any sort of affection or anything like that so instead of you know finding the root of the problem and trying to fix it they constantly keep searching for relationships and right you know, they're in and out of relationships they're even if they're you know not in relationships they're constantly trying to find like some sort of affection from someone else so um that's like a something similar to this where, you know, a person is constantly trying to trying to upgrade or, you know, there's even situations where a person will uh, just break up with someone because they found someone that they deem is better. Right. That's the upgrade. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I met such and such and, you know, he got this going on. He got that going on. And, you know, I'm leaving you now. And you like, what? Like, what? I thought we was in this. I thought we was in this together. I they thought we was going to glow fuck. up together. Yeah. So that's the hard part. Like, you know, finding someone. That's part of the when I told you guys that story earlier about my friend uh, when I seen his girl at Panda Express. Yeah. Um, I think that's part of their struggle is that he's probably not at his peak in life at the moment. And right. she doesn't have the patience to glow up with him. You know, those are the best, you know, those are the best stories, right? Like, yeah. a, you know, a girl that has been holding you down before you made it to the NBA or, yeah. you know, someone that was with you, you know, when you was broke and poor. And then, you know, like for us, we, we, we get the podcast off the ground and, you know, you got somebody that um, was or believed in you from the start. So, yeah. Um, I think those are the best stories, but when, when you're constantly trying to find um, the perfect person, you're right. just going to, you're going to screw yourself over in there. Cause you might miss out on, you know, you might miss out on a good person. Cause a lot of these people that seem to have it together, they only have it together on the outside. You know, they got the right. nice car and they have the, a lot of money, um, but they don't have their mental health in order. And sometimes the, the reverse is correct. The people that are, you know, might not have you know the the high, as high of a net worth, but their mental wealth is on a thousand. So you know, just be careful what you wish for with these upgrades. Yeah, right. Because so, up the only thing you can. Oh, sorry, you gonna say something? I was like, sometimes like you upgrade your iPhone or something, and you'd be like, dang, this is trash. Like, I actually like the previous one before with the button on the front but now i got this new iphone and it got like five cameras on the back and ain't no button on it and i just don't know what to do well uh, first of all iphones are trash <laughs> you've been buying the same fucking phone for seven years 
people just live and die by those iPhones too. They're just mm-hmm. not it, man. A die phone. Yeah, the the what? A die phone. Oh man, don't say that. Steve Jobs ain't here, man. Ah, uh. that dude is rolling in his grave looking at these <laughs> fucking iPhones, man. They come out, and I don't know how they number them. iPhone Z, iPhone. Yeah, X. when did when did y'all stop? Ca- when did y'all lose sight of how to count? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. Nah. Let's start turning the. Is it letters now? I don't know. No. I don't know. Yeah, I got a Google Pixel. Shout out to Google. Yeah, time. shout out to Google, man. Yeah. yeah. This nigga Eddie needed a new phone. Yeah, I know. I, I have to get one, too, <clears throat> because I'm a truck driver. So mm-hmm. the last thing I need is is to have any issues with my phone. So I tend to try to upgrade it, mm-hmm. you know, before, you know, it's I have it too long because things happen to phones. They start to act weird. Yeah, especially yeah. when that um that you know, little two year window is up. Yeah, you need to get in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get in there. So I might have to go tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, we talked about doing stuff before it needs mm-hmm. to be done. Yeah, so this is something I have do to do. Yeah, yeah, and I hate. I just don't like spending money on shit, especially mm-hmm. when it's not something that makes me money or mm-hmm. whatever. But it's like, yeah, you kind of have yeah. to do these yeah. things. You ain't gonna come out of pocket much though. No, you know, you're much. gonna probably pay the taxes on the phone and yeah. then. Maybe the first month or something. Yeah, to me. But it, at the same time, it's just not a priority. But it is a priority. Yeah, you need that. You fucking need it. I don't have any yeah. problems with my phone. But, you know, the earpiece on is going bad. So I have to use the fucking uh, speaker yeah. or that. So that's enough for me to really get rid of it. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. yeah. Should, should have been did that months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Um, if you think you're upgrading somebody, you're fucking up. You need to upgrade yourself. Yeah. Right. If you're in that if you're in that relationship and and whatever if that relationship you're in was not making you a good person or not a not a good but not a better person, then you should have got out of it for that one reason only. Mm -hmm. And you should have took time once you broke up to better yourself. If you didn't have a lot of money when you was in that relationship, you need to find a way to make more money. If you was out of shape and you had a low self esteem and and whoever you was with wasn't complimenting your self esteem to make you feel more whole. You need to figure out that shit on your own instead of jumping into a whole new situation that doesn't complement your mental health. And this is what people do in America, just in the world, but in America primarily. Yeah. So this is why I don't it's not that I don't trust women, but I don't trust people based on the fact that people don't do what's in in the best. People don't do what's in the best interest of their mental health. Yeah. I know that most women that I may come across in general are not mentally healthy because of the men that they've chosen to be with. And now mm-hmm. here I come mm-hmm. and I'm trying to be normal and she ain't <laughs> having it. I've had that happen many times <laughs> and I'm not trying to make it like, Oh, they're just crazy. They're this and they're that. Yeah. It's just like, it's the experiences that these women have been through. It has made them buy into like, if I say this, then he needs to say this or this ain't going to work. And it's just like, what? Yeah. It's this like they're it's like they're it's almost like some women try to warn you not to be who their ex was. And you never met their ex in yeah. your life. I was just thinking about that. Um, I was going to let you finish talking. But you, you ran into like a girl like that. And um, uh, I guess you're in the early stages of the courting stages. Yeah. Um, you know, you may go out to eat or something like that in the a lot of that conversation is centered around what their last boyfriend would do. And I'm yeah. like, yo, like that ain't got nothing to do with me. Right. Like, I'm not that person. So, you know, you could keep that to yourself. Exactly. But um yeah, that's that's just that's not definitely not a healthy way. And it also lets me know that they're like you said, they're not um they're not mentally as healthy as 
you know, they should be to, you know, to be in a healthy relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you if you still bringing that negative energy into uh, a different situation, then, you know, that lets me know you're not you're not ready for to settle down. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And you got you got work to do on yourself, man. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you have this perceived idea of who um, who everyone is and mm-hmm. then you you basically put me through a series of tests because you've had fucked up experiences mm-hmm. and I'm over here trying to figure out what's going on and you're putting me through some tests just because yeah. you date crazy guys. Especially when you're just trying to hit her. Oh my and God. And she started pouring out these emotions about her boyfriend. It's like, stop. I'm like, yo, I just want to hit you doggy style, but you over here telling me how much of a dog your last boyfriend is. Nah, you know what? <laughs> As American people, we're just thieves. I was just thinking about that. Like we've stolen, we like we have a culture of stealing things. We even stole doggy style from dogs. Ah, uh, bro, I seen the funniest image. I was <laughs> out. Me, DJ, and Chris were shooting this little short film. Uh huh. And we went way out there in the country, uh, off of like Cottonwood and some little road. It's by a little contamination. Uh, not contamination. It's like a. Uh, I think it's where all the sewage and stuff goes. Um. But there was a little, um, I don't know what it's called. It's just like a little pullout area, um, and it's it's probably like a mile long. It's I don't. It's like just a dirt a dirt road. But there's like a uh, like a turnout, I guess, for people to make U turns or whatever. Yeah. And then past the turnout, it's just like a long strip of dirt. And uh, we pulled up, and it was two dogs just there, and they was getting it in. Yeah. And when we pulled up, they had stopped, but the dog was still like inside the other dog, and they just both looked at looked at us like, "Nigga, why? Like, why are y'all interrupting our our little sex capade?" Oh, but man. it was just funny. And then the dog, one of the dogs was black, and then the other dog was white. Oh, I was man. like, "This nigga get some white pussy." <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's it's kind of weird how mm-hmm. we kind of appropriated that. <laughs> yeah, but. Nah, man. Uh, if you take anything away from that conversation, is is don't don't look at things or people as an upgrade. The only thing that you should upgrade is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you should upgrade. You know, the way you view life, uh, yourself, your finances, your mental health. That needs to upgrade. And the person that you meet after you do that self help or that work on yourself, yeah. should be on the same plane as you. So now, what's going to happen is, is the people you meet need to complement where your mental health and where your life is or it's not going to work. I think that's one of the reasons why it's hard for me to find um, someone is, is not it's not because oh, I'm so great. I'm, I'm busy. And also there's some women that I meet and I feel like they're beneath me, not beneath me in and in, in, uh, like, oh, you're beneath me. You only do this and you work here, not financially, not any other way. I mean, you're beneath mentally. me and in, in, mentally. You're beneath me. Your mental health is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you got drama in your life. Mm-hmm. You got stuff going on, and that's beneath me. Yeah, I need a woman that is living the way I'm living, or is close to it. Mm-hmm. A woman that has some type of goal. A woman that can understand. You know, when I'm doing a podcast every Sunday, that that's not time I'm trying to take away from you. That's time I'm putting towards my future. Thanks. If if you don't have women or people in your life that can comprehend those things, then you cannot fuck with anybody because mm-hmm. it ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's just real. my take. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a real journey when you're trying to start up these things. Um, yeah. 
when you try to become a filmmaker, where you're trying to, you know, get your podcast going and, you know, to, to keep growing to, to where it is on the level of a, the Joe Rogans and the Joe, the Joe Buttons, because we're in an uphill battle. Yes. You know, there aren't many successful podcasts by people that aren't famous. Exactly. And we're trying to do something that's almost unprecedented. Exactly. All these podcasts we'll be watching and, you know, that we watch on YouTube and stuff, former athletes, former show hosts, rappers, yeah, you know, TV personalities, comedians, all this stuff. And and, and we're, you know, putting putting in the work. We probably, as far as the actual time spent talking about the topics we probably put in more work than a lot of these other shows do because yeah they're so busy during their regular day you know what i mean yes. but yes for us we we have to we have to do it to compete yeah you know what i mean not and, to mention hold on not to mention we're both busy too yeah but we just put in time that we have mm-hmm. you could be you could be busy but there's no such thing as too busy if you want something you're going to put in the time to do it yeah that's just that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. I think I think this is set up to not discourage people also, but to make them kind of, you know, kind of question where they're going. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, that's a good thing because mm-hmm. this this shit ain't for the weak at heart. When yeah. you start a podcast and you only get five to six listens, mm-hmm. it's going to discourage you. But that's yeah. that's not a really can enough. You come back the next week. You or come. can you come off of the high? Right. The first episode had 200 listens and then the second one got 50. Right. Are you able to, you know, reassess the situation and go in for the third week with the same enthusiasm? Right. You got to double down on this yeah. shit. Are you are you able to do a podcast if you knew that only five people would listen for like five weeks in a row? Right. And stuff like that. You you got to be a you got to really be in it for a long call. And I was talking to this person and um, they were like, I don't know if I can do something for every like constant or consistently for every single week. Yeah. And I was like, dang. And then that, to me, that my first instinct was to go to the podcast. Cause I was like, we've, <clears throat> we've consistently done these podcasts for should be 81 weeks now, yeah. you know, no breaks. No, you know, even if we did take a break, we figured out a way to, you know, uh, throw a podcast, a 30 minute podcast together on the, you know, the, the Tuesday or the Wednesday or whatever, but 45 minutes is the shortest. Yeah, yeah. So with that, like, you know, I, I'm proud of what we're able to, to do consistently every single Sunday. It's like, you know, it to me, to me it's crazy. Like, I'd be thinking about, uh, like, those people where I, I need to go to church myself a little bit more. But those people that have been to church every single Sunday for years, you know, for years and years and years. And I, I look at this the same way, that just that consistency – you know, it becomes, that, a, it becomes a religion in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you 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 buy into this idea, you believe in it, mm-hmm. and it's almost like you can't see where it's going, but you just have faith. Mm-hmm. And like I and my thing is this is like I hate to compare it to religion, but I think that's where your goals are. Like you you've never seen God before, but you believe in this thing so much and so wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. and in your heart and soul, you devote your you devote everything to it. Mm-hmm. You, your belief is strong in it because you've not so much not bought into this idea, but you know, like, hey, this is real. This is what I'm going to fight for. This is what I believe in. Mm-hmm. And I think that your goal, whatever it is, has to be that way. That you may not be able to see it now, but you got to keep working until it becomes real. Mm-hmm. 
And that to me is, uh, it's kind of, to me, it's kind of what the podcast is. It also made me look at myself and how much of an excuse I've been. Yeah. I mean, you do something every week on, you know, for 81 weeks and then you start to look at yourself like, what if I devoted my energy with other things like this? Yeah, that's real. So I've been lying to myself my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Real. yeah. Yeah, just ima- like you said, just imagine what you what you could accomplish. Like for me, I'm still a work in progress, um, but I've been trying to, you know, get better at certain things. Like, you know, my freaking guitar is just sitting in my closet and, you know, I haven't drawn in a long time. So I've been trying to, obviously I'm actively doing things, but there are, there are moments during the day where I'm not doing anything. I'm just, you know, scrolling through Instagram or you know, just chopping it up with one of my friends or something like that. And of course, you're a busy person. But at the same time, like if you were to really uh, hone in on something, you know, like you said, do if I like I said, if I had played my guitar for 81, even if I did play it just maybe one day out of the week. But if I played it for 81 weeks straight, like ain't no telling how good I'll be. I'll be getting panties thrown at me left and right. Like, oh my God, fuck me. <laughs> you playing a guitar. <laughs> Keith Santana, oh my God. Keith Santana. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. All right, switching gears. Um, is equality feasible? Or, um, yeah, that's what we're with. Is equality like a feasible thing? Yeah. I think that when people talk about equality... <clears throat> Like there's no, I don't, I really don't know exactly uh, what what that all encompasses. Like I know it's a lot. People say, um, uh, you know, when they talk when they talk about like the industry work and you know certain women that aren't getting these certain jobs or whatever the case, I get that a hundred percent. But when but there are, but there's other conversations of equality. Like why can men fuck all these girls? And then when we do it, we consider hoes for it and all of that. I'm just thinking like me, I don't I don't think I don't look at it that way. But if <clears throat> if if that is how you base equality, right, then if you I personally feel if you believe in gender roles, then you don't believe in equality. Yeah. So I seen a video <clears throat> today actually. There was a there was a girl that was at a fuel island mm-hmm. and she was pumping her gas. And it gasoline started going everywhere. I'm talking about gas is shooting all out of the nozzle. And uh, the, there's some dude in the car like, whoa, what the fuck? What's going on with this chick, right? Mm-hmm. And all the comments say like, wow, what kind of man are you? You just let her sit there with the gasoline coming out the pump. Wow, look at you just being a piece of shit. Wow, look at you. A real man helps a woman, not stares. All this, right? Yeah. And I, and I also, it, two things can be true. I think as a human being, you can offer your assistance when you see someone in a moment of despair. Mm-hmm. But it's also true that in this progressive world we live in, if you see a woman going through something like that, shouldn't she be able to lift herself up by her own bootstraps? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> then it showed one with this dude. He was sitting in the car as this chick was changing a tire. And they was like, wow, look at these punk ass niggas. He in there with his little skinny jeans on doing this and that and the third. And I'm thinking like, well, equality, right? Yeah. <laughs> equality, right? Yeah. I mean, hey. Yeah, yeah. If that's where we're headed, right? Because yeah. I, I mean, because now it's just like it's all over the place. We don't know what's what. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you'll hear women that say we need equality, and they say I want a man that will opens the doors for me, that can take care of me, and I'm like, hmm, okay. 
If a man was to say that, it, he would be frowned upon. If a man said, I want a woman that could do this, that could take care of me, they're going to be like, this guy's a loser. Yeah, you get looked up at yeah. that as a, <laughs> as a bum. Like, you know, like, oh, ain't no real man letting, you know, letting no woman take care of him. Right. Stuff. Like, you should be the one paying the bills. Like, well, right. 2019 equality right woman if i've never like if here's the thing i've seen many this is many examples of a guy being a breadwinner like the guy works in the oil field somewhere and his wife might work at just some simple job like a like a i don't know like a department store job or something not making a whole lot of money but he makes more money than her much more he takes care of the house and things like that and that situation isn't frowned upon in american culture Mm -hmm. right it's not frowned upon at all. Or a, guy, a man being a breadwinner is considered the gold standard, right? He's yeah. the man. He should take care of the house. You know, the mom, she's typically, you know, you know, she's taking care of the, the family at home, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Switch that shit around. Well, the woman's the breadwinner. The guy is at home. They're going to call that guy a, a wiener. There's going to be guys making fun of him. There's going to be women like, you need to get you a real man. You're gonna get called a Stedman. Yeah, you yeah, they're gonna call you Stedman. <laughs> Stedman is a fucking escort. But <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think that as long as gender roles exist, equality won't. That's mm-hmm. my thing. I think I wanna see women win in the world. I have a sister. Mm-hmm. Okay. But at the same time, I just think that whatever you're trying to attain in this world, you gotta be realistic about it. Yeah, that's real. What 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 exactly and the thing about it is this. You want to be, I don't think women should set the deal to be equal to us. Like men aren't the gold standard. We need women to thrive in this world. What are you talking about? Why would you want to be equal to us? We're not anybody to be equal to because we're not better than y'all. We never been better than y'all. Yeah. Women do a lot. (laughs) Are you serious? That's what the problem I have with the whole equality thing. They're like, we want equality right now. You want to be equal to me? Yeah, we were. I'm not any better than you. That's what the problem I have with this. Yeah, that's real. It's, it's similar to that uh, the whole whitewash thing. It's yeah, like you're, you're holding you know black people to a standard of white people when you know we can create our own paths. Yeah, yeah. I, I to me, I think that it it. Uh, I was talking to one of my friends on um, on Twitter the other day, and um, I just tweeted a random thought that i had you know that's what twitter is good for just random throwing thoughts, out random huh? yeah just tolerating that random thoughts too. <laughs> nah, but um i was like yo because i was texting uh one of the guys at toyota the store manager at toyota and uh, i was like hey i'm a you know i can meet with you today you know i'll come by at like two o'clock and then he sent me the thumbs up but it was the white thumbs up like the uh-huh. skin the skin colored one yeah, yeah and i was like yo that that kind of makes me uncomfortable like just just seeing like I, to me my my first instincts started going to like kkk's and like who who's who, who sending you the text was the white the black guy a white, white guy okay yeah. he's a store manager at toyota and okay. he just sent he, he just sent me a text like a like a okay but it was just a thumbs up mm-hmm. and it was the skin colored one and i was like just looking at it i was like damn it's it was white or black it was white oh, he's what's white the, what's the big deal I, I don't know what the deal is but i know how it made me feel it made me feel <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> so i tweeted that and the guy uh one of my friends um Anibal, he was like he was like uh he said something and then he was like what if the roles were reversed and i was like he may feel the same way because the black fist is a real thing. You know what I mean? Like just seeing that, that visual may make him feel some kind of way also. 
Hmm. And um and um I forgot where I was going with that. This nigga messed me up when he uh, I don't know, man. The white thumb. I, Wait, what are we what was the subject? You said the white thumb made you feel uncomfortable. No, what's the subject we're talking about? The subject is uh is equality feasible? Uh okay. Yeah, I don't know where you came with this. Yeah. I had a good point and I was gonna uh tie it all together. Okay. But um Oh, well, what did, what did, okay. So, and then, um, oh, okay. So after that, Aniba was like, um, I don't like the skin colored things because I feel like it just separates us. Right. And I was like, I didn't respond to him after that. I just liked the comment, but I was like, that's, that's the problem with our society. Right. Is that everyone's trying to clop everybody together right when we're all different people even even black people there's light-skinned black people there's dark-skinned black people there's black people like logic that you don't even you could if you just were looking at him you didn't even know he was actually you know had a black dad so logic looked like bart simpson (laughs) (laughs) but there's just different you know different shades and different people and and we're all different in in order to really like move on, we have to learn to embrace these things. So the same thing for, you know, male and females. We're we're genetically different, we're biologically different. Um our roles as from an animalistic standpoint, like if we didn't have this higher consciousness of, you know, being able to have these elaborate thoughts and repairing ourselves and all these, you know, these cool words that we're learning in 2019 about mental health and stuff like that. Right. Even if we didn't have all that, like on a biological level, um, like women are gen- genetically engineered to to do certain things. You know what I mean? Like they're genetically engineered, like their hips are um, designed to carry babies. You know what I mean? So if you have that type of thing in your genetic makeup, there's no way that you could be the same as a male. No. It's just, it's just different. We're, phys- you know, we're more physically, uh, we got testosterone and we're physically bigger people so as far as like the equality i think that it's not even feasible at all because we're we're you know you're trying to fight a a battle that you can never win now there are some things you know like eddie mentioned before if it if it's equal pay for doing the same job that's yeah it's different that's without a question. You should definitely begin paid just as much as a man for doing the exact same job. Right. Um, but there's, you know, there's certain other things as far like you, Eddie mentioned before the the women you, they're fighting for like the slut walks and yeah. fighting for equality of being hoes. Like it's not a real fight. That's a stupid fight. Like <laughs> we got real things going on in the yeah. world, and you try and you're worried about being called a hoe for sleeping around. It's like that's so yeah. stupid. I, like, I could I could understand in theory what they mean though. Yeah. Because I think that, you know, when men get championed for fucking five chicks in a week and then yeah. they fuck five guys. But that that goes with the whole thing. I, I, I personally think either way, I think it's trashy for men and women to run yeah. around fucking everybody. Yeah. You know, I'm not the one writing the rules, but I do understand there's STDs out here. So if you want to be I guess you call it equal in your mind and you mm-hmm. want to sleep around, go ahead, but you're making yourself more susceptible to a world full of diseases. Yeah. So I have an issue whether it's with men or women doing that. Yeah. Um, my, my biggest thing is like, like, why do you care what people think anyways? True. Like that, that's, that's my 
biggest thing about it is like True. you know you you want to fight for equality but at the same time it's like if it if it's that if it's a if it's a thing that's not even tangible you're just True. worried about like what the internet is saying True. about you or whatever it's it's a little deeper than that too though I, I think we're both men saying this and it's just like imagine a white guy having a pov about black america we'd be like what i don't care though i know you don't care but i'm just saying like we're, we're speaking about it and you're completely right but multiple things could be true if you can't see through my eyes as a black man but you have an opinion about something that i feel then it's like it's a different feeling i don't know what it's like to be a woman mm-hmm. so at the same time this whole slut walk and all of this i feel a certain way i feel about it but a woman living it this might be like you just don't understand you know what i mean yeah i guess we'd have to talk to some of them yeah, we got the outside some, looking we in. Get some holes it, on here. <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> From the outside looking in, it looks um, not well thought out, and right, true. it looks like a, a, you know, it just looks it looks dumb to me. It, yeah, I feel you. But um, I, I read an article. I skimmed through it. I didn't read it because it, it sounded stupid to me. But yeah, basically the headline was STDs are sexist. What? Yeah, and the I read it and I was like, some of the information the information that they were putting in the article was factual, um, but the headline was very misleading and it felt mm-hmm. like a 2019 headline that by you know thrown out there by some liberals or something like what that. What did it say? Uh, it was basically saying like you know just the way that women contract um, sexually transmitted diseases is sexist because of uh you know like we have uh men have penises and then you know obviously like females have vaginas so right and then it's a lot of like uh like soft tissues or so we're the ones passing it yeah stuff like that and they're more susceptible to to actually get an stds because they're like they have a cavity and even if um males do have stds it's more visible and females sometimes like the certain diseases is not actually known right like so so a left-leaning woman probably with a short haircut wrote this article yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> she had a yeah. short haircut man yeah she was taking left-leaning dick and <laughs> got an std <laughs> yeah man I, I don't like that yeah that's extremely but you know what i noticed too what i what is not it's not conducive to um just the women's movement in general is the fact that women will shit on men as a form of empowerment. That's not empowering. Yeah. Like shitting on men, saying that they're responsible, like, you know, men are just dogs and they're trash and they're this and they're that. I think that's not conducive to anything because a lot of women, you guys are, a lot of women are single, a lot of women are single mothers and you're raising a young man. Mm-hmm. Right. And if it's your responsibility to raise a young man and you're also calling men trash, it's like, how, what the fuck is he supposed to believe? Mm hmm. You know, women, women are the backbone of this country. We need women in this world. Right. I think you'd be foolish to try to downgrade that. But at the same time, when it comes to holding women accountable, I'm going to hold you to the same amount of accountability as I do men. Mm -hmm. Right. And, And when I say something that's that's contrary to what you believe, don't say that, oh, I'm mansplaining or I'm this or I'm that. What I'm doing is the same thing I do to a man. If the goal is equality. Then hear me out. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, um, you know, part of it, too, is uh, like, obviously, we have a long way to go. And yeah, the way that we're thinking and stuff like that. But um, part of it is that this is 
um, I don't know when the whole feminist movement started um, trying to, you know, I, I think it started back when women were trying to get the right to vote and stuff like that. Um, but people are trying to re-engineer thousands and thousands of years of one way of thinking, gender right. roles and stuff like That's that. That's tough. Right? So it's very difficult to do that in in a matter of a a, a four year term or yeah you know uh, a decade or however many it's, it's going to take a lot you know what I mean I think people obviously like me and Eddie just you know told you situations where we believe that equality should be um, but it's going to take you know it's just going to take some time it's going to take know? some time definitely and and remember this right remember this ladies and this is this is for the ladies out there. Right. If the goal is equality, you have to get rid of believing in gender roles mm-hmm. because you it, it, I think that at the end of the day, you can't have convenient equality. Exactly. That's convenient mm-hmm. equality. That's not equality. If mm-hmm. you say, look, men should open doors. OK, then women should do it, too. Mm-hmm. Men should always pay for first dates. Well, how about you pay for me? Yeah. Right. If that's how we're going to live, then you, you got to keep the same energy. If you can't keep the same energy, don't ask for something that you're not putting out into the world. Yeah. That is all I'm saying, right? Yeah. If you want to take this as man hate or mansplaining, then go right ahead, okay? And that's okay, right? Yeah. I kind of hate that, actually. Yeah. When it comes, I'm just talking about like the whole paying for the date type of thing. Yeah. Um, Obviously, like I'm okay with paying for anything, but when it's just expected, it's kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah it is. Like I remember um, I was just messing around, but I was, I was, I took this girl to the movies and I bought, I both bought both of the tickets before she got there, mm-hmm. and um, I just made a joke like, "Hey, you got so are you gonna buy the tickets?" And then she was like, "Uh, no." And then right, I was like, oh, okay, right. Yeah. It, yeah, it's not society that has bought into it. It's not just society that bought into this. It's just it's everyone. Women have bought into this. Don't act like y'all haven't bought into these gender roles. Y'all bought yeah. into y'all bought into them when you expect because it helps you. It helps you out, right? You know, only when it's not convenient for you do you want to change things. I've never seen a a, a woman asking for equality like. Yo, I, I just, I just want to pay for more dinner dates. I want to open the door for my man. I want to, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, it's always like you know, money, or I want to be called uh, a normal person, and I don't want to be called a slut. And right. it's like battles that is just like you know, just convenient for right. what they want to do, right? And and I looked at the workforce in regards to truck driving. I think it was less than seven percent of women represent. Uh, the, the truckers in the United mm-hmm. States, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, look, at the end of the day, we need more women truckers out on the road. It's just a, it's something that they don't gravitate to. I'm not saying you have to do it <laughs> at all, but all I'm saying is is that women like to be in certain spaces yeah. because they bought into this idea, just like there's a lot of men that do. That's why you see a lot of nurses that happen to be predominantly female. Mm-hmm. I have a homie that's a nurse. But for the most part, it's mainly women that do that job. Yeah. It's just because women are better than us at a lot of things. And it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And we're better than them at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck do do people not wrap their minds around that? And that and, and in that way we're not equal. It's just certain things that we're better at than them and vice versa. Yeah. So I mean, we could we could go on this all day, but yeah. you know. We got shit to do. Me and Keith trying to hit the gym, man. man we got to do take it. A piss. We got to. We got to. We got to do that before Keith go to sleep. And I got the hiccups. Yeah. Well, um, it looks like we're coming to a close. <laughs> you know. But yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> you gonna just do that? 
was an accident. I All was right, man. In, in where, where are we at, man? Where are we at? Uh, 218. Jesus. Yeah, we've been talking for a while, man. Yeah. And, and you know, out of that two hours and eighteen minutes, there was a significant amount of that talking about eating jo- Jennifer Lopez's boo. <laughs> so for all of those that heard that earlier, um, I still am standing on that. Um, I've never eaten a booty yet. Uh, I've came close. You're saving it. I'm saving, saving it. it. I'm saving. I'm, I'm saving it for the right woman. <laughs> if, if you could come into my life and compliment what I do, then I'm eating a booty for sure. <laughs> Bless your booty with these fine young lips. <laughs> All right, man. Well, if you made it to the end of this episode, episode 83, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fing. Get out of here. Peace.